here's my question. What happened to Mary Kate and Ashley? As I always say to you in response to you asking me such a question, they are still around. I didn't think they'd been murdered. They have a crazy big like fashion empire where they are millionaires because of it. <laughs> it's insane. Are their names they, on the clothes? Is it that brand? I don't know if it's called Mary Kate and Ashley fucking tights or whatever <laughs> they probably have a name i can't i sure. don't, don't can't recall what the name is but i think they have a name um it's funny because one of the sites i go on this is totally you're gonna know that this is a site i go on you go on a mary kate and ashley fan site don't <laughs> no, you no. tell the truth you're a moderator on the forum it's kind of like a gossip the one gossipy thing that i go on i'm gonna i'm and gonna someone... call shenanigans on that lie right now it is the one, only one gossipy thing. You're an omnivorous gossip consumer. That's not true. I go on one gossipy thing. Is this like you saying I use an RSS reader, so it's technically one thing, but 15 sites feed into it? No, I use an RSS feeder, which I'd originally loaded with all my sites. However, I now only use that one RSS feeder for that one site. And I go, don't use the RSS feeder for anything else. But yeah, so I go on this one site and someone recently did like a Mary Kate and Ashley like what are they up to kind of thing. What a so weird way to put it. It's fresh in my mind. And it's funny because <laughs> I went on it even though I was never like quote unquote a Mary Kate and Ashley fan. I don't know really anything about them. I have barely seen them in anything. Sure. I didn't watch the show that they were in when they were babies. I didn't really watch any of the movies that they were in. So I was never, I never have heard any of their music. They did music, I think. They did? Yeah, I think. As a duo? I don't, I have no idea. Were they the proto Tegan and Sarah, but straight? I, I don't know what to say about what you just said. Sometimes you don't know anything about something <laughs> and then you say some stuff and I'm like, I wish, no. I have the passing semblance of being cultured. No, not even. You say things and it's clear you don't know anything about it. <laughs> I know some things. You don't know anything. Did Mary-Kate and Ashley reach Escape Velocity from their childhood movies career? Yes, they're only seen now for their like, fashion. No, but I'm saying after they did movies as children and then teenagers, did they also... I can't picture Mary-Kate and Ashley in a dramatic role no, as adults. I think I think one of them, or maybe both of them, did a couple of like semi-serious things, but, you know... What's semi-serious? They were in like episodes of a show or something where it was a drama. Okay. So they, you know, it wasn't, they weren't romping around fucking New York City in some shitty movie. It was like. I like the use of you know, the word rump. Some kitschy, like, like that, what's that weird movie that we put on and we skimmed through as kind of like a laugh? Oh. I say like that Chris Pine, was it Lindsay Lohan? That was such a. Yeah. They, they did movies <laughs> like that. Right. So. What I, was that film called? She's. It was a play on look. Because the film is about two oh, people it? switching degrees of luckiness. I honestly didn't get anything from what the movie was about from our skim. 
she, I guess, the only thing I actually caught on to was that I guess she was poor for one reason or another, and she was trying to eat people's food in the restaurant. That's all sure. I remember. And then that stupid scene at the end where she doesn't know how to use the washing machine, and the suds come out. That's all I remember from that movie. And then the movie, oh, sorry. Wait, on that movie before you transition? I'm not. Oh, yes. McFly were in that movie. Oh, Do you gosh. remember? That situates it in a very specific time period. Yes, that's also anyone who's anyone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know who McFly are, it's totally fine. Don't you are forgiven. Don't rectify that ignorance. <laughs> no. Edification is not the goal here. You don't here. need to look it up. Google. I was kind of semi-made to go and see McFly once. I say semi-made, what I really only mean by that is I didn't buy a ticket for myself to go. Someone was like, I'm going to see them and I I have a ticket, come with me. So I just went and I just stood at the back waiting for the time to pass. That's kind of, you know. You were held at gunpoint, weren't you? Pretty much. Someone had a little PPK into the small of your back. And yes. you had to watch all 15 songs. I don't know what a PPK is, but whatever. Is it one of those cute little... I hesitate to say cute when talking about guns, but you know when they have those cute little purse guns it is, that are yeah. really small? It's famously... It's the Wolfer, I think is the brand, the Wolfer PPK. It's the gun that James Bond famously uses. It's like so small, it's not really a gun, it's a lighter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very small gun. It It's almost kind of the size of your palm. That's not that small. I'm thinking, thinking something like well, this. I'm doing the I'm finger. talking about my palm, Hi. not LeBron James's palm. <laughs> it's all relative, How baby. How do you know how big his palm is? Well, I imagine it's got to be pretty big. He might have small palms. I don't... Because he's a tall man, doesn't mean he has big man palms. Okay, but I'm willing to wager for the sake of this metaphor that he does. Right. Nothing mm. risked, nothing gained. Anyway, going back to that Lindsay Lohan movie. What was it called? I can't remember. It was... Some some people have all the luck, or it was some kind of lucky, witty title. Lucky I, something. I'm using witty in about four scarecrows. I was gonna say it's not. It's it, not. My Chris yeah, Pine looked really young. He in did it. It as well. So Do you remember he had insanely overgrown eyebrows? <laughs> don't be, don't be shitty about now, the man's eyebrows. As someone who has thick slash. Slightly bushy eyebrows myself. You don't. They're not bushy, but they're thick. They're wide. Not really. They're not. They're just average eyebrows. I don't know. I've always felt like I have kind of, what's no. the word, prominent no, eyebrows. No, you don't. <laughs> In fact, I can barely see them behind your glasses. That's because they're li- my eyebrow so how hair are they is prominent? light. Is I don't know. This is just a. I wish this I'd never is said this now. Revealing a complex that you have. It's <laughs> like not true. I obsessively pluck them every night. My point was, my we only watched snippets of the film. We watched 10 minutes Why of it. Why did we? It was one of those things where you're on Netflix and you just, yeah, let's just do this. It let's looks... just waste 20 minutes of our life. <laughs> it's it's one this. of those moments where you've finished eating. You've finished watching the actual good thing you were watching while you're eating, but you're still too full to get up off the sofa. Yeah. And there's nothing else good to watch, so you just... And you've exhausted the, like, Vines, the compilation videos that you watch on YouTube. Look. Don't give the secrets away. When Vine was a real thing, I never watched any Vines. Neither did I. Now that Vine is not a real thing, we must devour all Vines that ever happened, ever. 
to be honest, if you watch about a 20-minute compilation, you've pretty much seen all the good vines. No, that's not true. It there is. was endless. And I like the, the way they title them. Vines to keep you up at night. Or like vines that heal my heart. Or whatever. Vines that cut the crusts off my sandwiches. Yeah. It's sure. cute. It's cute. Anyway, to get back to the for the third time now. Yeah, yeah. We watched just... We dipped in and out throughout the whole film, just watching five minutes here and there. My gist that I took from it was that Lindsay Lohan starts off as this rich socialite, if you can imagine, playing <laughs> really off type there. And then some magic Freaky Friday-esque behind the scenes change in her fate happens where she loses all her luck and becomes the most unlucky person. Why are you person. telling the people what the movie is Why about? don't you let me finish my point and uh, then we'll know what I'm trying to say. Uh, There's a laser dot on your forehead. Yeah, I do, this is not a murderable offence. <laughs> that's up, That's in the eye of the gun beholder. You're the gun beholder. I is know. there some outside party here that I don't <laughs> know about that wants to kill me? I always have a sniper on a balcony across from us. This is... Just in case you try and... You transgress too much. I think you will transgress by making us suffer through the synopsis of this movie. <laughs> I've never wanted to <laughs> ring you out like wet laundry more than right now. But I love you. And instead of dirty washing machine water, it will be blood that comes out. This is horrendous. I just have nothing but love for you and you are wanting to murder me. I want to I'm wanting to violence you. Yeah, I don't want to be violenced. I'm right a now. violencer. Or ever, to be honest. Anyway, now it's quiet time for Sammy. <laughs> for Sammy. Sammy. And anyway, she Chris Pine is really lucky. He he starts off unlucky, then he gets really lucky and good stuff happens to him. Blah 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 blah. We get the freaky Friday. Yes. We they change the places basically. They they switch karmic bank accounts. But what I was going to say was, when she's down on her look and she goes to work for a bowling alley, do you remember how <sighs> it did that thing that a lot of 90s, to early 2000s lighthearted movies did, where the characters can get essentially murdered and then just shake it off? At one point, she's changing a light bulb. And did she get like electrocuted? She gets fully electrocuted. And did she fall off the ladder or and something? And her hair is just like up in a bouffant. <laughs> and she just shakes it off. Meanwhile, she has, like, internal organ damage. I really hate that kind of slapstick, like, oh, the fucking dumb person doesn't know how to do something type of humor. Oh, or I hate it. The famous one, of course, is Home Alone, where there's just the most vicious, disturbing no, that, things that happen. That's different. But it's comic. That's different. It is different, but there is... Home Alone has some really... That's funny because it's a kid. Unsettling, disquieting moments. The fact that he's Home Alone is the the saddest part of all. I don't think it... That's not the saddest part. Yes, it is. The saddest part... The fact, so, that, the fact that they forgot him is the whole point of the movie. They have a lot of kids. What are you going to do? What? Can't keep track of them all. You should be able to keep track of them all. That's your only job. It's not your only job. <laughs> You know what I mean. It's your main job. It is your main job. You can have a side hustle. This is how many children you have. This is what you need to be doing. Uh, you know, have you ever seen those products now? I think what the most popular brand is called Tile. We're not sponsored by them. 
but I'm just saying it for reference. Or anyone. They're like little, about the size of a of a postage stamp or two, maybe a little square that you put on whatever you want to keep track of. And essentially, if you pull your, if it gets lost, you can pull your phone out, and with Bluetooth or whatever, it tra- it tells you where it is. Have you heard of these? This is a real thing. Yeah, they've been around for a while now. And why don't we have them? Well, my point was, you should get like a six pack of those and embed them under the skin of your children. That's a low cost tracking option. That's not cool. You should be able to. And no. bed trackers into your children. You shouldn't. This is the opposite of everything you believe. I know. <laughs> children have no rights. <laughs> We're just going to end it there, I think, because... <laughs> yeah. Why? How did we get onto this movie? Oh, Mary Kate and Ashley. Which one was your favourite? I don't know which one's which. I was about to say the same thing. I, I always wonder when it's a duo like that, like Mary Kate and Ashley, Tegan and Sarah... And Deck. Jake and Amir. I had to say it. No. What do you mean, no? No. They are a duo. They're not. No. They're a comedic odd couple. Okay, but no. You keep saying, saying no, but they're famously I'm a duo. People that get people, people get them confused. No one is getting Jake and Amir confused. Oh, I see. That did make sense. <laughs> do people get Tegan and Sarah confused? They're twins. I do. I don't know anything about them. See what I mean. <laughs> So uncultured. Yes, they're twins. So I always wonder, do they, when they're at like events, do they stand the way their name is said? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Is it Tegan and Sarah, left and right? Is it Mary Kate and Ashley, left and right? I wonder if they do that. Yeah. I feel like if they do do that, there's obviously got to be times when they don't do that. Maybe they could just get branded on the forehead with their initials mk and then a just like seared right into the the scalp i've got nothing (laughs) i've got to be honest um this is what got me banned from the fan forum yeah they saw that i was starting to go down a dark path the fan (laughs) forum i still sometimes get happy birthday emails from them Ah, that's uh, that's so weird, and I don't know how to cancel them. But yes, I do yeah. still on my birthday. There are random forums or weird little sites that I've signed up for ten years ago that still send me a birthday email, and yeah. I'm like, "Is this 2002? I get a bir- what are you doing? Yeah, I get a birthday email from fan forum, and then I get a free cookie from Subway email. I don't get that. Well, that's because you're probably not signed up. You don't have a Subway account. That's because you're a Platinum member at Subway, aren't you? No. You've got a black card that only works in Subway stores. No. How do you feel about the fact that all Subway stores look exactly the same, intentionally? I feel it's like it's comforting. Go on. I don't know. That was just my first initial reaction. Sure. If every Subway looked different, you're bound to eventually get to one that doesn't look you think doesn't look good or you don't I don't think like... they look good right now, I've got to yes, tell you. Yes, but it's familiar in that you know where you are when you see... It's like McDonald's, always seeing the M or whatever, you know? <laughs> I don't know. It's not really the same. It's not, but <laughs> I understand why they do <laughs> to it. To be fair, you don't walk into McDonald's and it's hot pink. <laughs> they all they have a, a, a roughly uniform, quasi-modern design. Yeah. 
McDonald's used to be very plastic, I feel. Right, yeah, that's true. The booths were plastic. They were like that old kind of just shitty. The wiped down, shiny vinyl plastic. Yeah. And just hard plastic everywhere. Very bright yellow colours. It's not like that now, though. Do you think, do fast food restaurants still have play areas for children with ball pits and whatnot? Do you ball remember pits? those? They didn't have a ball pit. Oh. I think you're misremembering. Oh, contraire. <laughs> there was a McDonald's in my hometown city that had a big children's play area when With I was a, a kid. Ball pit? With a full-sized ball pit. I mean, it wasn't like the That's size intense. of an Olympic pool or whatever. I don't think it was a full-sized ball pit. Though, was it was it? full-sized for little humans. <laughs> yeah, the McDonald's here used to have... In the downstairs section, used to have a children's section. I don't know if the children's section is there anymore. I feel like I they, say must, no. they must not do it anymore. But they do have, um, I think they do still have, you know, you can get like colouring books. Things. <laughs> why, did, why did the most obvious part Crayons. of that phrase <laughs> escape your mind? It's kind of like how do you remember we went to Starbucks once and we got the, they had like crayons and... Like not coloring books, but pages of coloring books. Yeah. And we got them and we were playing. It's I think they have that. They have stuff like that in McDonald's. Is it just adults who take those? I think Kids so. Kids are busy playing Fortnite on their iPad. Yeah. And it's only the 29-year-old hipsters that are like, wouldn't it be cool if we coloured this in and posted it on Instagram? <laughs> That's me. For the... Did I post it on Instagram? For I the ironic cred. Oh, okay. yeah. Talking of us speaking over each other... Oh yeah, we are recording with a new method this well, episode. Method. Hopefully, the audio quality will sound better. Especially, not that it sounded bad before. No, but hopefully now, especially when our voices overlap, it will sound clearer and more distinct. Basically, we have Blue Yeti mics, the famous. If you ever seen a YouTuber. With a with doing a, ASMR with a thick mic. <laughs> yeah. It's probably a blue yeti because chubby it's, little microphone. <laughs> they are chubby. When we started this podcast, I knew nothing about audio equipment whatsoever. My and when I saw that you could get USB microphones and they were actually well regarded, in my head, it made perfect sense that you could get multiple USB microphones, plug it into the computer, and away you go. That's not to say you didn't do any research, though, because you're very... I researched the microphones. Meticulous in your research methods. I just didn't think... In my head, you plug multiple USB things in all the time. Why would they not work in conjunction? And then, of course, I bought these two microphones. And this was, of course, almost two years ago. And I found out, to my chagrin, which is Samantha's word of the day... Why do you insist on using (laughs) this word? It's ubiquitous. Is it nettlesome? Within your writing. And I don't understand why you can't just use a different word. Is it irksome? Say a different word for chagrin. Displeasure. Okay. Oh, if it's pleasure. Pleasure. Also, if you don't know, that song, if you look up what the lyrics actually mean for the Alt-J song... It is profoundly disturbing. Do tell. It's based on an obscure novel, oh, yeah. specifically a scene in it where a woman gets ra- gang raped. Okay, let's not say any more about that. Well, I'm just saying, 
You're singing along to it like it's just some kind of hip melody. That's a good song to listen to when you're high. It is. Old J oh. is a very good. Don't never forget. I wish I didn't know the meaning. What Old J means. What did you have to? <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> Don't even say it. That's a secret between only you and I. The new definition we came up with while high. But anyway, yeah. What Old J? To to pull a string. Do. From your please do guitar. I don't really know what phrase what? I'm trying to find. What's ha- where all day? They're still making music. We've switched. <laughs> we've switched places. Are they? Yeah, uh, their most recent. They do a lot of interesting experimental stuff. I think their most recent album. I don't think I haven't. I've listened to one or two tracks from it. But uh, the thing I did see is that they released a accompanying online video game. That's very what artsy and avant-garde and really? strange, and it, you can play it in a browser. You don't have to download it. And I messed around with it a little bit. I remember. I've, How did you not tell me this? Because I don't know. I don't tell you everything. Because where's mine? I don't share things with my. I girlfriend. expect you to just read my daily journal entry. <laughs> you guys say? I expect you to just read my dick, which doesn't make any sense. But that is what I thought you were going to say. I do jot down important notes. And um, I do have enough length to to <laughs> to note down several things at of once. Of course you do. Of course. Make no mistake, listener. Sometimes <laughs> L- I just listener. Put, sometimes <laughs> I just write down Steph. the alphabet on there. You really just talking to Steph, aren't you? Perhaps. Okay. Back to the point. <laughs> Essentially, you can't on Windows at least. You can't really use multiple USB microphones at once. Wait. You talking about all day made me think of Mumford and Sons. I can't believe. Wait. <laughs> just let me finish my point and then no, you can say no, no, everything you want. No, 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 because this is within the point. I love Mumford and Sons. The first two albums are exquisite. I haven't ever seen them live, but I've seen them live in the YouTubes. So essentially I have. And they're very good. And I love them. And you know, they just instantly make me feel like I'm in London. They instantly make me feel just yummy. Like I'm home. I'm where I need to be. But I'm not really down with the new music. No. They don't. They've changed from that kind of folksy, like, not even folksy. That banjo-esque to be fair, no one could have predicted their transition into rap rock. Why do you do it? Their song featuring Kid Rock was a particularly choice touch, I thought. They did, we- they did a collaboration album with Linkin Park. <laughs> <laughs> Not Linkin Park, Fort Minor. Do you remember that spin-off? <laughs> You're just giggling to yourself. I was going to be mad at you for the joke. But then I pulled it off, didn't I? But then it would turn out to be a good joke. Oh, Fort Minor. <laughs> it's 20% skill yeah. and some for some, some, and then you got to make That's a good song. It's all right. But what other song do you know from you remember them? Remember my name. Yeah. I can't pull it out right now. I love this head bob you do as you rap. It's like your own internal metronome. I'm a metronome. I'm a metronome. What's that? Flowbots. Yeah. Okay. Get Some to- might say they're in the same avenue as Fort Minor. No, they're fully not. I mean, possibly the cul-de-sac next <laughs> to it. They were, the they avenues were, are around the way somewhere. You know? They're adjoining cul-de-sacs. Cul-de-sac, I think you'll find. Oh, I have just been scored yes. by the attorneys generals <laughs> <laughs> of the grammar police. Okay, go on. About what? Mumford's and, Mumford's and Sons. <laughs> How many Mumfords are there? 
That's the question that we it's need answering. Mumford and Sons. Okay. There's only one Mumford. All right. Mumford sounds like a little town in England. It does, yeah. We're going past Telford. No, don't do it. We're heading past Plymouth, and then we're going to get to Mumford. It does sound like that. Anyway, I love them. Okay. But I'm not really into the new stuff, which saddens me. How many albums have they put out before that? No, there's two. The first two, which I love. Right. And then I think now they've released two more, and I'm not... Oh, you don't like both of the two new not albums? Not the whole albums, but right. the couple of songs I've heard from them have not made me want to go and listen sure. to more. It's hard when that happens. Yeah. It is hard. Can I talk about the microphone thing now? Oh, yeah. You may. It, this is what happens. I want to tell a two-minute story, <laughs> and then it gets fractured into 50 parts. This is the story... Of our lives. That's true. You need to just accept it. It's the days of our lives, you might the, say. No, these are the days of our lives. Or is it, what is it on Friends when he's like, it's the days of our these lives? These really are the days of our lives. And Ross is like, it's just days of our lives. <laughs> and he's like, it's sure. so funny. I Ross heard... is always there with the fucking like, it's, you know, correcting sure. them on stuff. I, I love it because I am a bit of a corrector. I dare say. Hey! Uh, you would have been squealing with glee the other day. I was listening to a podcast and someone casually... Casually? Oh, so casually. Dropped a mac and cheese reference. Oh my God, did they really? And you would have just been over the moon. How, what did they say? It, they were talking about weird, silly robots that are just inserted into shows. And then someone was joking about that um, part in Friends. I feel like lately there's been... That's been... Like, in... um. It's weird, it's weird because it's two shows that were set in the 80s or three shows. Maniac obviously has like the robots, but that's like separate because it's actually good. It's not really robots in it's a way. And AI. And, but then it's Cilia, Cilially, <laughs> if that's not a word, Glow. Remember he had that butler robot? Oh, sure. And then in Black Monday, that he has a butler robot as well. And they're both set in the 80s. That's kind of parodying. There were, in 80s movies, it was seen as really cool to have a butler robot. No, I get it. Like Rocky IV, when he gets yeah, rich. Yeah, he has one, doesn't he? He has a kind of weird little servant I robot. Yeah, I understand why. I'm just saying it's sure. lately, it's like they're showing up I all get over it. the place. I say okay. all over the place, it's two places. Okay, if I don't get to finish the story, <laughs> okay. I'm resigning from the podcast. Well, I could do it on my own. I don't... You could do my voice. I could just do your voice. Okay. If I don't get... To, no, because I don't want to do it. I don't want to do I don't it, enjoy when you do impressions of, of me. You. They're always disparaging, derogatory. They're not dispar- Look, they're not. You just... You, I don't even try to do your actual voice, but you hate it. You know why? Because I think you just equate it with that whole wah, 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 when people do that. A bit, yeah. When that's it's not a subtler version of that. Yeah. Okay. Microphones. Yes. <laughs> Basically, you can't. You it's you can't slash. You can, but it's very difficult to use multiple USB microphones on Windows. I didn't know that before. I bought the microphones. Then I bought them, and it's too late now. I don't want to have to sell them and buy new microphones and a mixer. I think you're supposed to have what are called XLR microphones. Anyway, so we were basically using, up until this episode, we've been using a very jerry-rigged solution, which is this program called Voice Meter, which just combines all the streams into a single audio waveform that gets pumped out into whatever you're using, Audacity or whatever. 
But now, after much research, and I really hate looking into this, it's so frustrating and there's just no answers and it's just the worst. I've, I've figured out a way to get both streams separately so that we have them and then we can combine them later. So that when I talk over you... Hopefully it will be more... <laughs> You can towel between them better. That that's it basically. And I could have said that in forty five seconds wow. to begin with. I'll also say if, and I know this is incredibly unlikely, especially because we only have ten listeners. But if you happen to be out there trying to figure out how to use multiple USB microphones on Windows, send me a message. I will tell you how I figured out this new solution. I will be happy to to pass on the fruits of my labors and my pains and You're my. So cute many hours of tedium and frustration and dead ends i like you a lot i like you mucho i tried to be cultured there by using a different language i see do you not agree i mean agree with what that you're cultured that <laughs> well i guess yes just as as a as starting point i agree point. that you like me a lot well that's good yay and narcissistic you just said you like me a lot how is that narcissistic i don't know okay we're in the episode you took my sweet moment and you made it something else <laughs> <laughs> what, what are we talking about today do we have any stories any stories we always have stories baby this um, is the what's been happening the okay, sam rosie story hour it is the story hour well i feel like this year, I say this year like it's the beginning of the year still, which is insane that it's June now. Because didn't Christmas just happen? Yeah. You know, and now it's halfway through the year. I don't know. I I usually am, you know, ugh, when people do say stuff like that. But it really does feel like it this year. I think it's because so much of the same type of stuff has been happening. And so it almost just feels like two months of something but in reality it's been almost six months of something uh, and what i'm talking about is i just had appointment after appointment after appointment after appointment after appointment after appointment that was a twist ending and it's just <laughs> that was an m night shalom -lum 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 type ending <laughs> it was an m night shalom -lum. why can't i say his name m night Shenomenon. No. The phenomenal Shenomenon. <laughs> we shouldn't make fun of the dude's name. I'm not making That's fun not of cool. it. I truly don't know how to say his name. Sh Shyamalan. M. No, Shyamalan. Okay. I'm not convinced. I, yeah. I'm not convinced I know it. Anyway. <laughs> um, and by appointments, I mean hospital appointments for various things mysterious yeah. things that i don't know about <laughs> these are bad appointments this is not like penciled in at 9 30 at the handjob parlor these are the type of appointments you don't want to go to <laughs> yes they, and they're at the hospital so it's it sucks having to go to the hospital obviously uh yeah so just different departments for different things trying to figure some stuff out and one of them is to do with my eyes, or we think it's to do with my eyes. And so the situation is, I had to have my eyes checked for something. And 
doing this check, they had to dilate my eyes. I'd never had my eyes dilated before. So I didn't know how what was going to happen, how they were going to do it, what it was going to feel like. And so I just went into this little room and she's, you know, gives me like a quick little eye test with the letters on the board. And then she says, okay, I'm going to dilate your eyes now. And she just has this little eye dropper in her hand. And she says to me, I'm going to put two sets of drops in. The second set is going to hurt. It feels like acid. <laughs> it feels like acid. Is this those your first her, day on the job, nurse? Yeah, the, those were her words. And I'm just sitting there like, first of all, I'm like, I'm like Rachel from Friends. You ain't getting eye drops in my eyes. And the thing is, I don't have a problem with eye stuff. You're like, you don't like it when people touch their eyes. You don't want to touch your own eyes. Yeah. I don't really have that problem. However, I'm not good. I've never been able to, I've never put contact lenses in. I've never had to use eye drops, I don't think. So it's just a thing. You know, when I had to have my eyes checked at the opticians first before the hospital, when they do that thing where they blow the puff of air into your eye, I kept moving. I did it, I swear we did it like 16 times. And so I couldn't even take that. So I knew from that that I obviously had a bit of a, um, a jumpy problem to when right. it comes to people. So she does like the first drops and it it's not burning or anything, but it's like, oh, eye drops, you know. Sure. And then she goes to put the second ones in and I'm like moving my head out of the way. <laughs> and so I say to her, look, either you or I are going to have to just hold my eye open because they don't like touch your eyes really. She just, you tip your head back and she just does it. But I would just instinctively close my eye before it gets in. Would you really have preferred clockwork orange-style clamps holding your eyes open? <laughs> no. Well, no. So I I just was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to hold it. I'm just going to hold it open. I'm doing it now. I wish you could see the weird. visual that I'm being forced <laughs> to endure right now. So she puts them in and it does burn. It's... Wait, did she get them in first time? Because I feel like it's even yeah. worse if she, if she has to do it again. I think she may have had to do one of the eyes twice. Right. I think. So they got a double dose of acid? No, because the first time it didn't really go in. It got like a drop like on my right. skin or whatever. Which if it's like, it's not really actually acid, but it does burn. And um, So when we got it in, I was like... I was just very verbal and just like, fuck, this does hurt. It's kind of like when you get shampoo in your eyes times 100. Because the shampoo in your eyes, it doesn't really hurt, but it like stings a little bit. It's like just a tiny amount it stings. This really stings. And she didn't say anything to me. She didn't say what was going to happen now. She didn't give me any kind of information or advice, any tips about anything. <laughs> and you'll know what I mean in a second. She just kind of like was like, all right, follow me, and took me to the next step. Right. Which was to have pictures of my eyes where you just you just look at a light, nothing happens. And then they took me to the next step, which was to wait to see the doctor. No one at any point said to me, you aren't going to be able to see now for four hours. 
No, uh, you know what I mean? Which I you just, would like to be informed. Yes, we just sat in the waiting room for like 35 minutes. As you slowly time. lost your vision. As my vision slowly went away, I could see in that I knew you were you. I knew there was a TV. I knew there were other people. But I couldn't make out the features. Couldn't make out the words. I couldn't, you know, I got my phone out. Do you remember I was sending texts just by using... Because you know where the keys are, especially if you use your phone a lot. It's muscle memory. Yeah, so I was typing, and autocorrect saves you a lot. So I was typing, and it just... The lines on the keyboard and the lines in the text message, they just looked like black, blurry... Squiggles. Squiggles. I couldn't make out any of them. Not one single thing. So that slowly... It takes about 10 minutes for that to start happening. And then slowly it just kind of gets worse until you get to like hour, like an hour and a half, two hours, and then it starts to fade. But the first time I had my eyes dilated, it lasted like four hours, if you remember. And she said it would be four. Later on, someone told me it would be four hours. Then I had to go back a second time about a month or month and a half later. And I thought this was just for further results. But it turned out they had to dilate my eyes a second time. So I knew what to expect in the vision thing. But when he put the drops in, I moved again. And I th- and I was like, do you sure you put enough in? And he was like, no, I'm not sure. Like, And I was sure. like, all right, do you want to try again? Do you know what I mean? But then he was like, I don't want to put two in just in case. So when he put them in as well, he was like, I was like, oh, fuck. And he was like, blink, just rapidly blink and it helps. So I was like, blink, blink. and it did really help. She never told me that last time. She didn't give me right. any kind of advice or information. He was really nice. So, yeah. And then this time I actually, we actually waited like two and a half hours to see the doctor because they'd been called into an emergency surgery. The cute part was that as Samantha was there, bleary-eyed, yeah. unable to see or do anything, she asked me to read her stuff from my phone. <laughs> so I found, like, interesting articles and read them to you. Yeah, you did. It was very nice because I couldn't see. And it was very lonely. I know you were with me, but it felt very isolating right. not being able to see properly. And it's quite disturbing, to be honest. No doubt. And I can't believe no one, no one says to you. I mean, do they just assume you've had your eyes dilated previously? Like, what would be the reason? You know, I can imagine most people have not just had their eyes dilated. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not just recreationally using dilating it, eye drops at home. Yeah, so it's kind of strange that they didn't say that to me. Although, in a way, I expect it. Because sometimes the NHS can be very, very good. And obviously it's very, very good that it's essentially free. But they sometimes do have this habit of like get get you in, get you out and give you the least information possible or, you know, I feel like people don't really elaborate on things. They just kind of... We just paused to debate. Yeah. Because our neighbours... Like, not in our apartment building, but across Behind the way. Us, yeah. For some reason, they have started playing music out loud in the middle of weekdays. Like, they're having a barbecue every day. <laughs> but it's been rainy the last week. And also, the other day, they hadn't been playing anything. And as soon as they started playing something, the first song they put on was It Wasn't Me by Shaggy. <laughs> 
They're just blasting that through a boombox in the middle of a de- of, of a rainy Tuesday. What a world we live in. Yeah. I think they're new neighbours because it's been consistent and I don't feel like someone would all of a sudden just start doing that. I think it's someone new moving in, which is fine, obviously. It's not like a bother, except when you're trying to do a podcast hopefully, and you worry about it picking it up. Hopefully you can't hear this crappy music yeah. that's droning on in the background yeah so it wasn't me i remember i was at my mom's and you text me and you told me and i was just like <sighs> it was so bizarre and surreal i was just sitting on the couch doing something on my phone and it's of course dead silent and then all of a sudden i just hear that from outside the window there are some songs that just make me visibly like viscerally do you mean no i think you do no, I don't. Well, you made a gesture like it affects you from it the inside out. It is viscerally, but I mean, it makes me kind of, instead of in my mind be like, oh, this is revolting, it makes me visibly kind of just be like, ugh. Okay. So, yes, it is visceral, but that's not the word I meant to use. I retract my suggestion. You should retract it. Retract! Don't, let's not make a, <laughs> another <laughs> reference to that. Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh, shit, you have a better memory than me. Okay, anyway, so back to my eyes. I'm like an elephant. My eyes. Okay. Oh, little Ellie. Little Ellie with, with long memories. Oh, yeah. Um. They do good at brain training games. Will you spray the water at me? Sure. And lift me up with your trunk. I saw a picture of a baby elephant drinking from a pool the other day. And it was like one of those photos that's captioned with a, you know, a quote unquote fun factoid. And it said that baby elephants can't drink through their, they can't like suck up water through their trunks when they're little. So they have to like lean down and put their mouth in the water. Oh. Yeah. Can we get a baby elephant? That's a useless piece of trivia for you. It's not useless, it's lovely. We could get a baby elephant, but again, it would have to be genetically engineered to never grow up. No, that's horrible. We'd have to give it DNA-modified Peter Pan syndrome. Sad baby elephant. Okay, tell me about your pretty, pretty, purdy eyes. Oh, this is nice. This is purdy. Yeah, so being dilated and not having the vision was so strange. (laughs) Saying being dilated without any context... (laughs) My question is, how many inches? (laughs) No, I mean, cut it out so it's a thing on its own. Yeah, I know. I get it. Was the Uh, baby crowning? Yeah, pretty much. Or was it a breech baby? That's... What are you doing? Just saying it can happen. What is... (laughs) Oh, can it? Yeah. Can it? Unless you write... I don't no, want to get into stop. That. Just stop. What is wrong with you? Okay, so <laughs> no. I was trying to take pictures of my eyes to see how see my pupil. Right. But my eyes are so black already that it was so difficult to see. You do kind of have demon eyes. <laughs> let's let's not get into that. I mean You've disparaged me. What kind of demon are you? What kind of demon? I don't know. What rhymes with demon? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Back to the eye infirmary. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it sucked. So, I had to go back, had them dilated again, had to wait like two and a half hours for the appointment, which sucked because, yeah, it just sucked. Sure. Last time we got to come home and they were still dilated and I couldn't see, but it was fine because I was at home. But this time I spent so long in the shitty waiting room. Hospital waiting rooms are so depressing. They're so bright and horrible. It's just the worst because... They're full of sick slash old 
people and they're showing <laughs> daytime TV and is there something wrong with old people? No, it's just it's a strange atmosphere, I would say. Yeah. The worst part is the TV that they the show. The TV because you you are forced to watch shitty daytime news. It's always morning chat shows. chat shows. It's terrible with the shitty opinions that they they're just so out of touch. Um for like an hour of my waiting, there was no one else in the waiting room. Everyone had been called. That's but the me. dream. No, everyone had been called but me. Is it possible had... you were just so blind you couldn't see anyone else? <laughs> my mum went up at one point and was, and was like, have we been forgotten? Because right. that's happened to me before. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, it sucked. But then I got to have chicken. <laughs> what a weird... Lots and lots of chicken. Non sequitur. So I had my appointment anyway. I won't get into it, but... This was medicinal hospital chicken, it, right? No, hospital chicken. <laughs> hospital chicken Ooh. is the name of my first album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, I had surgery like seven years ago, eight years ago. Right. And when I woke up, they have to give you something to eat before you go home. And they gave me like a turkey sandwich and it was so nice. (laughs) Very surprising, but it was so nice. Is it possible that you were just so high on the drugs? Possibly. I don't know, but it tasted real good. Do you think it was a turkey sandwich, but it was actually tofu? No. Well, It was was a tofu block of drab gray mass. Oh. A stale bread. Protein food substitute. Why'd you have to do it? It was gelatinous soylent green. No, if you have to think about it for more than one second, you shouldn't say it. Yeah, I did. It slipped my mind for a second there. So, yeah. Shitty appointments. There's <laughs> just been appointments after appointments after appointments. And... I hate to do this to you, but I need to pee. Hold that for. Okay. Are you going to pee at your pee place? Where else would I pee from? No, honest. I'm going to leave it running. I'm going to say things. I'm not going to know what they are. What do you mean? I'm not going to be able to leave them in if I don't know what they are. What? Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very confused. I'm back. And I'm now 400 milliliters lighter. <laughs> Did you do one of those really long peas that just seem to never end? No. I kind of like those peas. It's like, oh, I don't know. I don't really. (laughs) Where are you going with this? I don't know, but it kind of feels nice. Do you feel a sense of accomplishment? That it's such a long pee. I always pee into a lab beaker so I can precisely measure my output. It's kind of like, because I feel like. I note it down in a journal. Your pee journal? Yeah. (laughs) It's got a bright yellow cover. It shouldn't be bright yellow. What's the healthiest pea colour? I don't know. We're getting into gross territory. Yeah, when I drink a lot of water, it's like clear almost. It's like a clear coat for your nails. Do you know why that is as well? I think it's because I, <clears throat> I pee so much in that when it's usually the pee is a short pee. And I feel like I do a lot of short pee, so I go more often. Whereas like if it was a long pee... What are we talking about? I can't wait for this information to be added to your Wikipedia page. You started it with your stupid pee book. It's not stupid. It's going to be published by Penguin Random House this fall. Mine's worthy of a Wikipedia page, but yours is worthy of a book. That's kind of the difference between you and I. What a man thing to say. Everything that comes out of me is profound, even urine. Everything that comes out of you is sexist. (laughs) 
even urine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, so talking of appointments, we weren't talking of appointments. I mean, we were until you interrupted me with your pee story. Um, yeah. When I mansplained the nature of urination to you. <laughs> Listen, if Hitlery <clears throat> rotten corruption no. had gotten into the White House... <clears throat> Men would have been barred from peeing. I'm just going to cough all over what you're saying. We would have had to wear chastity belts. I'm going to just ignore what you said and continue. <laughs> so I had to have an MRI. <laughs> yeah, as you do. Yeah. I'd had an MRI on my legs previously, but I'd never had a, one of the scary, you know, go into the tunnel of <laughs> craziness and have an MRI. So I didn't really know. <clears throat> what it was going to be like. I'm claustrophobic and I have anxiety, so I was worried. <clears throat> so I was worried about it. And I was trying to look up pictures, but the pictures don't really help because they're giving you pictures of MRI machines from all over the world. And you have absolutely no idea what the ones here look like. Yeah, that's true. And I couldn't find out. So I just had to wait. When I, when I went in... When I went in for my appointment, <laughs> right. <laughs> they take why well, they always take you into little rooms beforehand. It's so unnerving, right? So it took me into a little room, and I got into a gown and everything. And there were two other women in there waiting to go in, and it was just super bright lights in this tiny weird room. No one was speaking, and you don't know where to look. And it was just so strange. And they had separated us. <laughs> I noticed several times because after you went to get your scan done i had to sit in the main waiting room the nurses have obviously got this down to a science yeah. when people come in as like a couple or a group or a family or whatever they call the person who it is that's going into the scan and then politely but firmly so that there's no chance of it being contested they just kind of say oh you you stay here and they like hold up a hand to the yeah, other people. That's what she did to you when she took me through. And I didn't know that she was going to take me, take me. I thought that she was taking me to get my gown and then was going to bring me back. But there was no but coming back. She didn't. Back. And we hadn't said goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it felt like, yeah. though. I was like, but we haven't said goodbye. And so she took me into this room and I got changed. And then I went to another room where the two women were. And I was sitting there, and for the first couple <laughs> Wait, of minutes... Wait, one second. Do you remember when we first got there, you asked the nurse whether you kept your underwear on? I didn't know. <laughs> I don't recall. Oh, yeah. Well, I did, I've did. i had surgery before where I had to put a gown on, but because I was being put to sleep, I kind of knew. Sure. But this time, I didn't know, and I'd purposely worn a bra without an underwear, <laughs> just in case. Although, like you said... <clears throat> The clasps at the back are metal. Sure. So, yeah, I don't know. So I just wanted to ask. Um. So, yeah, so when I was waiting in the little... Did you know I was coming back or not coming back? Did she say anything <laughs> I didn't you? think you were permanently separated <laughs> you know from I mean? me. But did she come out and say anything no, to No, she you? didn't say anything to me. She just took you. I saw other people coming back out before you, actually, who had gone oh. in. After you, I think. That's strange. Some were, yeah, they weren't all there for a head MRI. I might be misremembering that, but I saw people coming out, so I knew that they yeah. were just going to bring you back in. <laughs> she wasn't keeping me forever. <laughs> so when I was waiting in the room with the two other two women, I just, it all kind of got to me a little bit, and I could feel, like, the sting of tears 
hit my eyes. And I was just like, no, you will not fucking cry right now. You will not fucking cry right now. And I was that thing where you lift your head up, try and stop the tears, which doesn't work. I don't know why we do it. It's like you're trying to force the tears back yes, in. Yes, but it just makes them come out the sides. Yeah. So I was really trying not to cry. And then one of the women spoke to me. Because I really didn't want to cry because the lights are all bright and you feel your face sweating and tears and hot cheeks. And I was just like, they're going to ask me why I'm crying and it's all just going to be an ordeal. And I just don't want it. And so just as like the tears were about to come out, the woman next to me spoke. And so we chatted a little bit. I asked them about how long... Because on the thing, it was like, oh, it could take anywhere from 20 to 50 minutes. And I was like, (laughs) this is not good information. a long time difference when you're in a metal tube. Yeah. And the woman that I was speaking to, she wasn't there for a head MRI. She was there for legs. So anyway, so then the woman called me and it was very, very quick, which I was glad for because I was about to cry. And by the way, that woman in the waiting room, JK Rowling. I want to say that I know what that means. You don't know who J.K. Rowling yes, is? Yes, but like, am I am I reading into it? Too much, yeah. Is it just meant to be funny because you said it was J.K. Rowling? It's just supposed to be funny because I said it. I'm trying to look for the Harry Potter. I'm using I'm using my male privilege to force through an unfunny joke. Oh, okay. You're trying to look for the Harry Potter? Yeah. Yeah. The MRI well, machine <laughs> is kind of like the sorting hat. <laughs> Because it tells you which house you go in. <laughs> Apart from house means disease. Anyway. You just said I was diseased. No, I'm saying that it will tell you whether you are or not. Jesus Christ. I don't know. I don't know. Where do we go from here? Where do we go Relationship from here? wise. We've had a good run. Well, I love you and I don't want you to leave me. But if you do, I'll cry. Sure. And then perhaps die. That's... Of a broken heart. That's... Or possibly by suicide. Why do you do it? Why do you do it? Why do you do Ask it? Ask yourself why you do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, How dare you, basically? Sure. Well, you started it. If you can't take it, then don't give me the joke. If you can't take jokes in return... I can't. I'm a delicate little petal. You are a delicate, fragile man. <laughs> I don't like that. You're not really. You're calling me... Oh, you don't like it? You just called me diseased and then said you were going to leave me. I could see the word cook cresting on your lips <laughs> i don't use such language you're an old writer just admit it oh stop <laughs> okay. don't tell people no i've got a reputation to maintain i don't agree. i don't like this <laughs> you're trying to get me back from saying you're fragile but it's not true I'm trying to get you back for holding suicide over my head like well, i'm a don't hostage. hold breaking up with me over my head i didn't you did i raised the specter of it no you raised the the dead Poo level. I don't know. What? I don't know. Let's get back to me, please. Like we're in an overflowing sewage pipe? Ooh. With an E and then a W. Ooh. A female sheep. That's a U. (laughs) (laughs) What's a U-boat? Boys have a wordsmith. Is it a German submarine? I think so. Okay, go on. Only alt writers would know that. That's true. (laughs) If you know anything about Germany, you're a (laughs) neo-Nazi. I don't know what we were talking about. Oh, yeah, okay. So I went into the MRI, and at first the machine looked really big, so I was instantly relieved, but it was deceiving. Right. Um, so I lay down on this bed, 
and she said, I'm going to give you headphones. And I had headphones with music when I had my leg MRI. So I knew that I would probably get music. And then and you were saying to me you hoped that they had music that you liked as if they yeah, were going to have Paramore. Because I saw people online saying that like when I went for my MRI, she asked me what I wanted to listen to. But I knew the NHS wasn't going to be like that. I think this was a, an American person who said it. So I lay down and your head is kind of resting on this thing that kind of keeps you in place something either side of your head like this and then she said i'm going to give you headphones it's a big bulk it's not like just earbuds it's like big bulky headphones and then she said and i'm also just going to put a frame across your head and i'm like oh okay so she puts this like frame it's like i don't know if it's made what it's made of if it's plastic or what but over my head so now all i can see is this like a hole Right. Like my periphery is gone because the frame is covering it. Is it, it like, you know, when they put you on a stretcher, the paramedics, to keep your neck straight in case you have a that's, spine injury? That's for your neck. But you, sometimes they put like a boxy thing around your head as no, well? No, sometimes they put a strap across your head to keep you down. Is it the same principle in that it's supposed to keep your head still? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's... Uh, yeah, I think maybe. Right. So now I feel enclosed and I'm not even in the tube yet. So then I go, she slowly puts me into the tube and the tube is right, the ceiling of the tube is right fucking there. I mean, it's like cream coloured or whatever, so it doesn't feel like a coffin if it was like dark coloured, it would feel. Plus, the back of the tube is open. Yeah, okay. So you're not going into something completely enclosed. Um. But for me, it still felt incredibly tight and just small. And as I think of yourself lying on your back, as you let your arms fall to your side, I couldn't really do that because, I mean, I could do it, but as soon as I moved my arms, I felt the sides of the tube and it made me feel like there was no space at all. So I had my arms crossed like this so that my arms wouldn't fall. And then I just closed my eyes. And the sound is so much louder than you imagine. It's a really intense, just continuous clanging and alarm sounds. Right. And I could barely hear the music. Like, I could tell it was radio, but I couldn't really hear anything. At one point, I heard Alanis Morissette, because I think... She said at the beginning, I'm taking the first picture now. And then I guess halfway through, she stopped to like to do another one because there was silence for a minute or silence from the machine. And then I heard Alanis Morissette and then it got loud again. And so I just try, I closed my eyes because having them open, I could see the ceiling of the machine and it just freaked me out. So I closed my eyes. I just kept them closed. I tried to think of nice things i tried to think picture you next to me like stroking me and holding my hand i tried to think of steph my mom i was just really trying to fill my brain with all the nice things and you know how you when you have your eyes closed you see like colors and shapes like lights and stuff right at one point the colors and the shapes like betrayed me and they started to look like an intense dagger not like an actual dagger but like just a dagger of light kind of coming at me like this and 
I had to almost like just really push it. It was very intense. That coupled with the constant sound of the machine, yeah. I felt like my head was going to explode. I, I had a few thoughts of like, I don't know how much more of this I can take. And then it was over. How long do you think you I were think in there for? I think it was about 20, 25 minutes. Right. And she said before I got in, it'd be, it'd be about 25 minutes. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I had to have other stuff, and this was by far not, uh, like, I wouldn't even say it was a bad experience. It was just... Unpleasant. Unpleasant for me because of my anxieties. But yeah. on the plus side... On the way out of the waiting room, you got your copy of The Prisoner of Azkaban signed. I did. She was very, very accommodating. I've heard she's she's friendly. She was nice. <laughs> she was naked and gowned, and but gowned. she was nice. She was gowned. That's a word. I was worried that, because they're like, bring a dressing, like bring a robe with you, um, because the, obviously the gown, everyone knows what a hospital gown looks like. There's a gap in the back. Yeah. And... I don't wear a robe, so I didn't have one. So I bought, like, a really big sweater. <laughs> Just in case they take you back to the waiting yeah. room and, like, there are strangers and stuff that can see you. But then she, I noticed she was giving everyone two gowns. Yeah. And she was like, put one on, like, a normal gown and then put one on, like, a dressing gown yeah. over the top of it. And the woman sitting next to me, she had put them on the other way around. She put the first one on, like, a robe. Yeah. And then the second one on, and so it was kind of like restricting. And so she was just remarking that she had done it wrong. It was pretty ballsy of you to choose to wear a G-string that day. (laughs) I thought, as I saw your butt down the hallway. Cute. Cute, does she? (laughs) True or false? G-strings suck. They do suck. Interesting. What's the difference between a G-string and a thong? Is it just that one is like a T or a G where it's just like one strap that goes across the top of your butt slash bottom of your back and then the bit that goes in between your butt basically is just a line and then a thong is more like a triangle. Yeah, there's like Is a, that honestly just a difference? I think there's that triangle of material and then it's not a string that goes down. It's more kind of like a strip of fabric, I think. Yeah. Either way, I don't like either of them. <laughs> and I feel like a G-string would be even more uncomfortable. Sure. For me, thongs are not comfortable. Plus, I don't know. I just don't like... Maybe it is because there's more. Where are you going with this? I don't know. I never. I can't tell you because I never tried a thong when I wasn't fat, so I can't okay. tell you if it's... If Here's it's my a, follow-up question. Why are there so many types of women's underwear and so few types of men, male underwear? Yeah, I don't know. We want fun types of underwear. I don't mean novelty stuff you get from Matalan or whatever. <laughs> Got all good to know. You just narrowed it down for people to try and locate us. You can take them out. How um, do you feel about jock straps? Yeah, I like a jock strap. Sure, I it's bet hot. you do. It's hot, quite honestly. I feel like that's like that's the. I know they're obviously thongs for men, but it's a, the th- for me that's the thong. That's the male thong. Sure. Because I'm not into thongs on anyone. <laughs> right. That bit of shit at the back. Choose different words. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely choose different words. <laughs> that bit 
of material, that tiny bit of material at the back is so pointless. Yeah, it's true. That you may not, you, you may as well just get like a pasty for the front. Do you know what I mean? Because the rest a of it pasty. doesn't matter. But a jock strap, the straps at the back are sexy. Yes, because it kind of like, they're on either side of the butt, yeah. so it kind of like pushes it together and firms it. Yeah. Mm. Speaking from past experience, of course. Yeah. I'm picturing it now. I'm sure you are. Mm. In fact, go and put it on, and then we'll finish the rest of the podcast with you, with you wearing it. <laughs> that and only that. That would be breezy, drafty. Well. Exposing, vulnerable. How do you feel about nipple tassels or I pasties? Mean, what about them? Do you feel like they're a useful contribution to society? <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like it's kind of more... <laughs> Would you rather have a female Supreme Court justice or nipple tassels? I think I'm done with you. <laughs> That's more than fair. I've yeah. been waiting for this day for a long time. Yeah. I deserve it. I warrant it. I welcome it as my just desserts. Have you ever worn any kind of nipple no. accompaniment? I see the need for them, though, in the sense that showing your breasts is one thing, okay. like having cleavage or maybe even showing the whole of the breast. But being able to have the nipple covered, I don't know, I just think showing that last final part of the nipple is such a intimate, personal thing okay yeah hashtag free the nipple on instagram yeah if men can show their nipples why can't women show their nipples exactly questions for our age <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> that's my new podcast series where we debate interesting questions all right interesting about this technological dystopia we find ourselves in yeah yeah, so those are my appointments. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun. I haven't even told you about the worst instances. We'll save that for but another time. But I feel time. like it's just, yeah, it's it threatens to be kind of a bit of a downer. Let's save that for your memoir. Sure. Traumatic Experiences by Sam Mosey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's get it together. That's a and good move on to something substantial. Instruction. Can we substantiate this podcast? I don't know. Where are you going with this? I don't know. <laughs> Yay! It's June. It's Pride Month. It's June. It's Pride Month. Fuck you. It's Pride Month all months of the year. <laughs> every year of your life. Talking, before we get into that, I just want to say, I want to give a... A happy prayer to the weather gods. What's the word I'm thinking of? Not prayer. Talking of it being June, I just want to quickly say I'm very thankful that so far we have had a very mild, rainy summer. You basically just said that you're thankful for climate change. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Climate change makes the world hotter. But what is happening is because of climate change. It's not usually like this in June. I think climate change is fake news, honestly. I think you're fake news. I think <laughs> once Trump sets up his climate change denier panel to conclusively prove 99.9% .9 of scientists wrong, 
we'll finally be able to just start reviving the coal industries, pumping out as much carbon dioxide as possible. In fact, the guy that I've, if I remember correctly, I read this the other day, the guy that Trump has got to head that panel where their mission is literally to try and prove the science wrong. He once said that the demonization of carbon dioxide is akin to the demonization of the Jews in Nazi Germany. So he seems like a stand up guy, a reasonable on the level figure to have looking into this for us. Are you honestly surprised anymore? No, I don't think that I am. I mean, I'm just surprised that he didn't pick, you know, Alex Jones to head his his panel. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. On to better things. Everything is better. Everything is better. I like your little dance move there. Yeah. I like how every so often you just add a little bit of jive. It's behind the <laughs> scenes, only for you. Are you a jive turkey? I am a jive turkey. A delicious turkey. A jive turkey sandwich from the NHS. Wow, bringing it back. I Time is a flat circle. Mm, the earth is flat? Yeah, you, you tried. Yeah, I don't See know. for effort. That's not a thing. As in I see your effort. As in I see your crap. As in she sells no. seashells on no. the seashore. All those things begin with an S. Yeah. You're not a smart man. But they're homophones. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> it's Pride Month. It's Pride Month. Um, and that means that companies get to start selling rainbow apparel. As if they've supported LGBT rights all along. Unless they're giving a donation to not a charity. Not a donation. A hundred percent of the profit. Or like 80%. No, 100% of the profit. Yeah, okay. Maybe. You don't get to bandwagon yeah, onto a social no. cause and make money off it. I do hate it when every... Like people... It's like they are so unaware. It's crazy the type of companies that do the... It's like they forget what pride is. Yeah. I saw... I really do like the rainbow aesthetic. I saw, I've wanted to get a pair of Converse for ages now. I really like Converse high tops. And I saw they were doing a special Pride version where it's the rainbow colors and glitter. And I feel like it's very oh over the top. God. But it was also in a way strangely, like a little bit muted. And I like felt like a pastel like rainbow. A bit, yeah. And I felt like they would have looked really good on you. Pastel rainbows are my fave, and I am wearing a glittery pastel rainbow tank top right now. That's true. I don't know if I could pull off something that Says in your face, personally. Yes, you could. I prefer greys, <laughs> blues. I'll throw in a brown sometimes mm -hmm. if I get crazy. If you get crazy. Sometimes even khaki. I don't know how you feel about that. A bit of green. A bit of a bit of green, a bit of brown, a bit of beige. <laughs> We're not really sure what khaki is. <laughs> or khaki, as people say. Sure. Um, I've lost my car keys. Yeah, my chops is chasing rainbows and it's got like clouds and stars and it pretty. You tap your microphone down slide. You're doing good about knowing when to move it up. I appreciate that and I appreciate you. Good, I appreciate it. Yeah, I am definitely into the rainbow aesthetic anyway. Yes. I like pastel rainbows the most. So when Pride comes around and there's even more rainbow stuff, that makes me happy. But obviously, yeah, the capitalism and like 
jumping on the bandwagon and especially not giving donations. Obviously, I hate that part of it. Opportunistic. So it's it's hard sometimes to separate the two. Um, But yeah, so I wanted to talk about just various things within the cloud of being Pride Month. Ish, you know what I mean? Because I feel like whenever (laughs) Pride comes around, I start to think about whether I should say something. Not say, I don't mean that in a like... (laughs) The world is watching. The world is waiting. (laughs) I mean, as a person who likes to set my expressions free into the world, because it makes me feel less alone or whatever you don't like to hold back i like to talk about things and so when pride comes around i always think should i be saying something because i'm saying something about my mental health in general or i'm saying something about being fat or i'm saying something about my identity or i'm just saying something why aren't i necessarily saying something explicit about being queer and i have written about being queer in the past but I feel like there's never ever been a set piece of whatever where I'm explicitly saying this thing and only this thing and I always think every time it comes around I even wrote a piece last year but never published it and I think the reason is is because I don't feel the need okay and I and I feel like when pride comes around, you you get that from everyone jumping on the bandwagon and the, the capitalism aspect of it. You get this kind of weird false thing in you that's trying to pull it out of you. But not everyone needs to say, I don't necessarily need to say anything. Because I have a lot of feelings about it that might contradict each other but also they're like complex they're not necessarily this really bright solidified thing so it's not necessarily as easy for me to just say what I want to say without it necessarily reading or something else does that make sense sure or is this all incredibly vague no I get it you're you're conflicted and ambivalent because you usually say whatever comes to mind because hashtag expression is survival. Yes. But I kind of get what you're saying. You don't want to feel like you, you're you doing it out of a sense of obligation or just to do it. Yeah. Because you know what, as well, I feel like I feel I feel the way I feel and I am the way I am all year round okay i don't i can't necessarily just automatically pull that out of me in june right i kind of get what you're saying so yeah it's like you're supposed to wear your heart on your sleeve in pride month but you do that all year round anyway yeah so it's almost like saying it would almost be artificial redundant or artificial so i wanted to just talk about stuff on the podcast not necessarily yeah, I just wanted to talk about stuff on the podcast, and I don't really know where it's going to go. Okay. But we'll just... Here's my first question. What's the current acronym? So I don't get it wrong. L-G-B-T-Q-I-A. So, okay. 
So, LGBTQ, I feel, is said the most. Okay. And then some people add the IA. Or you can say LGBTQ+. plus. That's good, because that's kind of a catch-all. <laughs> but then I could see why some people would get yeah. annoyed that their initial is not included. There are some people that still just say LGBT, but that's yeah, kind of Yeah, a lot old. of places do. That's kind of old. Sure. The Q is definitely... Q is good because it's like a suitcase term. It encompasses yeah, so many different things. It's like a things. progression. LGBT... That's like old school. LGBTQ is like the last however many years. And then more recently, it's LGBTQIA. I want to guess what I and A are, because okay. I don't know. Okay. Is I intersex? Yes. Is A asexual? I'm th- I don't... I, I think it is. I feel like my mind is blank. Because asexual is different yeah. from any of the previous... Yeah, I think so. ...initials. Or Do you know I, what Q is? Queer. It's questioning. Quest. I think it's queer in some people's yes, eyes. In my mind, it's queer. For me, it's queer. It could it could be both. Not everyone likes the term queer, so it's up to you. It, it could pull double duty in the acronym. Yeah. It could be a complex. I definitely see it as a double thing. But okay. I like to lean queer. Not everyone likes to say queer. I enjoy. But for it's myself. a re- It's been. I would say at this point, thoroughly reclaimed. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Not everyone has been able to reclaim okay. it. Okay. I also get if it's been used as a term of abuse to you, it's hard to then yes, of course. turn the corner and try to... I think it depends what generation you are as well. That's true as well. That's so, very true. So yeah, so we talk. So we start at the beginning. Start at the beginning. Do you want to talk about... In 1985... <laughs> A bouncing baby girl was born. Her name was Samani Jani. Hey. Hey. Secrets. Secrets. Do you want to talk about your queer identity? Okay. Okay. Well, I was queer when I was born. (laughs) No, I don't know. I feel like there was never an age where... I automatically just liked boys. Does that make sense? Okay. For me, it was never, you're meant to like boys. Oh, but wait, I like girls too. It From as early as I can remember, I liked both. I knew I liked both. Even though somewhere maybe you, you, you see like in the media that gay is meant to be this other thing. Okay. I never really... That felt like, obviously, I have immense privilege. So that kind of felt like a far away thing. I don't know how, this is not really coming out right. What I mean is, it all felt normal. Right. I never felt like what I was doing was bad or wrong. How I felt was this crazy other thing that I needed to be afraid of. Okay. And obviously, that comes from a place of privilege. And But I also credit, I don't know what my mom did to help that be a thing that was just in me. Okay. But it was. Yeah. And so my first kind of sexual experiences were with girls. And it was just normal for you? It was just a totally normal thing. That's cool. I mean, I hid it from my mom in a, I'm... Yeah. 10 or 11 and you hide things from your mom. <clears throat> I didn't hide it from my mom because it was with a girl. Okay. We, 
We did hide it in from her brothers, though, because they used to call me a lemon as one. Interesting. I feel like that's not really bandied about much anymore. But when I was young, lemon was like the dyke of... I've never heard of this. Yeah. Wow. So... That's bizarre. They obviously knew or guessed or she may have even told one of them, but right. never told me that she told one of them. But we were like 11, so we were very young. And her brothers were, there was one our age and then there was one a few years older and then there was one a few years older and they were all just kind of shit. And <laughs> They were just shitheads. So we kind of hid it from them, but yeah, it was totally normal. We just... Yeah. Okay. It was that normal kind of like... It's experimentation. We like each other, but we also want to practice... Like, You're falling around. Just kiss each other because we want to know what kissing is like. Sure. And then what happened is we just continued to kiss each other every day for like six months. As you do. As you do when you're 11. A daily routine for a pre-pubescent. Yeah. But then I feel like she... I write about this in my book as well. I feel like she... Coming to all good bookstores. Q4 2020. She, I feel like, when when you're, you're that age, things progress really quickly in that one day you're just this kid who, like, isn't sure of things and the next you're, like, I'm, I'm a girl now who's going to, like, high school and I'm going to wear makeup and I'm going to, like, fancy boys. Do you know what I mean? Like, she <laughs> okay. progressed into that. She went on that path. And that coincided with us moving house and so I didn't, I had to, I was torn away. Sure. <laughs> and. Your first love tragically ended. Pretty much. Sundered apart by geography. And I mean, it did. So. Conventionist ideas of heteronormativity. So, yeah. So that was my first. Okay. Wow. That's, you started early. Uh, well, not really. It's weird. Because. She was 29. Even though it was totally like normal and. We'd obviously kissed a lot and stuff. When it came to liking boys, it didn't happen early. Okay. I feel like I didn't then kiss a boy for like two years. Wow. You waited until you were 13? No, but by the time I was 13... Were you in a nunnery? I had a friend who was already having sex. That's interesting it is it was very disturbing to my 13 year old inadvisable is what i would say i was a sexual child and that sounds a weird thing to say but i wasn't doing anything okay like i i was one of the i was just i was the fat friend basically even when i wasn't fat if that makes any sense and i know there are people out there who are going to know what i mean and so at that age my friends were starting to have sex with boys and I was very much like, like, what's, am I supposed to be having sex with boys? Like, I'm too busy watching Buffy. It didn't feel. <laughs> and then about a year later, I I blossomed. <laughs> and now we're at 14. Now we're at 14. <laughs> this is 1999. One okay. of the best years that ever was. Uh... Not just in my life. But in the world. Interesting. And I was just kissing everyone. <laughs> I was kissing everyone. I was crushing on everyone. Right, I was okay. loving everyone. And it was it was the summer of love for me. <laughs> it was like two years of just pure 
do what you want. Go with your feeling, no matter where it takes you. Okay. And it took me to grand places. Were you not worried about the Y2K meltdown? A little bit. You reprogrammed all the clocks on your microwaves? There was a particular New Year's Eve where it was like, we may not wake up in the morning, you know? <laughs> Why? I still don't, and to this day... I don't know either. I don't understand what the concern was. Yeah, me either. But this was back in the night where, like, when you're 14, you're really, like, 17. Does that make any sense? No. Like, I feel like... Explain yourself. I just had, like, a large group of friends. Okay. I was never in my life popular or had a lot of friends until i reached about the age of 14 where all of a sudden i knew a lot of people had a lot of friends i was going to a lot of concerts and gigs and house parties and just doing the do you know like (laughs) i don't mean that by sex because you were just doing your fang i was just doing my thing have you ever (laughs) you know you know when you well you might not know but when you're that age and you go to like a party or like a get together, I guess at someone's house, and there's like a bowl fif- of condoms. There's like fi- no, there's like <laughs> fifteen of you. Okay. And all of a sudden, everyone is just making out with everyone, <laughs> and then ten minutes later, you switch. What? <laughs> it's kind of like a kiss orgy. What? The that fuck? was my life as a teenager. Is this in your book? Yeah. Read all about it in 2020. <laughs> so, oh, so now's the time for the joke. Yeah. But I got shut down earlier. Well, you got to know the right time. That's and if true. you don't know the right time, you better get out. Right. So. Wow. I feel like I need to know more about these crazy sex ask parties. Ask me some questions then. Not sex, but. There weren't sex. Yeah. For, there was other things going on for okay. other people where people had sex. But I. It's weird. Within this group of people. I felt like people acted like I had had sex with all these people. It was almost like a secret, but like people knew. But I actually hadn't had sex with all these people. And it was a weird time. Yeah. Okay. It was a strange time. So these parties did... Was there an instigating event that led to the kissing? Were you playing spin the bottle and then it just kind of escalates from there? Or do you all just finish dancing to whatever Oasis song was playing? Oasis, how dare whatever. you? How very dare you? And then you? just start, everyone picks a partner and starts smooching? It just was different. Sometimes it was clear that we'd all got together in this particular space because we just wanted to be making out. And so you just start doing it. And other times it was more beat around the bush type of thing, where it was like we'd just be dancing or we'd play games or someone would say, let's play Truth or Dare or something okay. But Seven minutes in heaven. Yeah, sometimes it was clear that people just wanted to get together with who they wanted to get together. And, yeah, I feel like I want to add in a little preface, even though we've already begun. I hate that trope of, like, the, the bisexual being promiscuous or whatever. So this is not in any way trying to, like, contribute to that or highlight that or make it sound like that's what i'm saying i'm just saying this was my particular awakening okay like i just had a time you know (laughs) where (laughs) that stuff happened okay and i was in a group of friends where 
everyone was making out making out with everyone there wasn't it wasn't like oh such and such is gay it was it was just you made out with them i mean such and such was gay sure but, i mean what i mean is oh i know about such and such you didn't need to ask if such and such was gay or not you you could just feel whether that person wanted to be with you or okay whatever. it was a very strange time i have more okay go ahead go ahead questions go ahead. about okay. the logistics and the practical okay. it's for, i feel like you need to say because <laughs> you never experienced anything like this no, and that's why you have questions we'll get into my sexless kissless yeah. teenage years in a minute this is i don't understand so in my mind it's like a synchronized dance you're smooching yes. with your particular partner for two minutes and then it's like an egg timer goes off yes. and you turn to your left and pick someone that new. is exactly what it was like it was like what that. What world did you live in? You would in? just like stop or whatever, make eye contact with someone and then just move across the room. That is how it was This like. is insane to me. <laughs> you lived like some weird... It was like I was in a movie for two yes. years. That's basically what it was like. And yeah, I don't know. And come, speaking of like what I may have thought about what my sexuality was... It all felt very normal for me to like who I liked, to want to be with who I want to be with. And so I would come home and talk to my mom about it and I would just be like, yeah, I was like... Because I talked to my mom about this stuff. You have a cool mom. I do have a, a cool hip mom. mom, if you will. I do. So I would just be like, yeah, we were kissing or I kissed such and such today. And she <laughs> would just be like, oh, that's really nice. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> interesting it was never like oh it was a girl what does that mean right are you gay there was never sure any kind of, it was all just and again i feel like i have to say because it's true that's a very privileged place to be in that i wasn't afraid okay to be. i did have some fears about my dad I don't have a relationship with them anymore, so it doesn't matter. It's not worth speaking about. <laughs> but in terms sure. of my mom, it was totally... I can see why your mom wasn't worried, though, because you always used to make out with dental dams, right? No, no. Who does that? The cool, safe kids. No, I don't think they make out with dental dams. I think they give fucking cunnilingus with <laughs> dental dams. I think they do, you know... They're multi-purpose, I'll have you know. A little bit of women with dental Easy dams. does it. Well, this is a PG-13 podcast. We're speaking about what we're speaking about. What do you want? What kind of parties did you go to where there was such things? I don't think there was women. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there may have been. But I don't think there was so. jello shots out of people's butthole. Yeah, so... That's, ins- that's completely insane to me. You truly did... It's like a movie. It's like some teen it movie. It was like a movie. And I think about it now and I'm just like, that could, that can only happen in a certain situation yes, with certain types of very people. Very much so. I was like a, like a rocker slash goth kind of kid in the 90s. I had my phases. I was kind of grungy, little rocker type. And then I had a bit of a goth phase. It was all just in that arena. And all my friends were alternative. And yeah, it's just a particular, it's just particular people, I guess. So you were a cute little busty goth coming to these parties, kissing everyone. 
using the dental dam. No, there's leave no him, dental dam. Telling your mom, putting some notches on your kiss tally. What kind I of life did you live, Samantha? I was so I love making out. I, I did then as well. It was my favorite thing to do. Wow. I could just make out for hours. You know? And the thing <laughs> is, when you do that when you're like 14, most of the time, you know you're just gonna make out. So there's this really nice ease ease in it. And it just is almost peaceful in that. If you're making out with the right person, you just, it's dreamy for like a couple of hours and you haven't got to worry about any of this heavy stuff. Obviously, there's occasions where people try to take it further. And for me, I didn't want to at that time. But yeah. You pull out the taser, you pull it to their neck. Had some strange experiences. So just to be clear, in this party... Girls are making out of girls. Boys are making out of boys. Non-binaries are making out with non-binaries. Cute little NBs, you might say. Cute little NBs. Which is the cutest term of maybe all time. It is the cutest term. I obviously don't think anyone, any of the people I knew were using the term non-binary then. But there were non-binary people. Interesting. Wow. I I honestly don't even know what to say about this. It's so alien to my teenage experience. Yeah. But I'm happy for you. This sounds like it was a very healthy, formative experience of, like, this isn't a big deal, and it's just fun yeah. and casual, and, like, who cares when we don't have to put labels on things? Mm. You're just attracted to who you're attracted to, and there's no yeah. judgment or people making a big deal. Obviously, there were some people putting labels on things, and that's okay. okay. Obviously, some people were saying, I'm gay, I don't want to make that with you because you're a boy, or you're a girl, and I'm a boy, or, and I'm a girl, or whatever it was. There were obviously some people who only wanted to sure. be with a certain person. But yes, it was nice to just not think about because you weren't, I wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't thinking about this is a boy, this is a girl. It just, it just was. Sure. Um, wow. That's all I can really say about that. Yeah. Can't wait till they make a movie of your life. <laughs> Before we, oh, I talk any more about me, let's talk about you. You see, you. I should never have let you go first. No. Look, I feel like. You've set me up to In fail. In one sense, yes, of course. This sounds like audacious. That's it sounds, a strange word to use, but you know I'll go I mean? with it. It's very, it sounds very nice. And it was very nice. But yeah, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I don't want you to feel like, I don't want it to. Well, I just, I have no, no real story I to tell. I almost have guilt now. How so? That it was so nice. Because I know so many people don't have a nice time. I know, but you didn't, you didn't, it's not a zero sum game. You having cool parties didn't stop me from having cool parties. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I don't, yeah. My point is I'm kind of like, in every relevant way, romantically, sexually, I was like a non-entity for my teenage years. Oh, I don't see I like didn't go that. to parties because I wasn't invited, of course. I did hear, you'd hear these weird rumors, and I don't know how much of it was real about these, the the house parties that the cool kids were going to, or the, the recurrent one at my secondary school or high school, however you want to put it, was 
there was this big park in our city, like huge of wooded course. area. There's always a park. And you can sneak in there. It's not like one of those heavily fenced and gated and there's like perimeter guards or whatever it's basically if you can find a way to get there because it was kind of like on the city outskirts then you can just go straight into the woods and do whatever the fuck you want the thing i would always hear is that the <laughs> cool weird thing to say <laughs> you can murder you can bury illegal money you can set up a meth lab in a shack etc etc the thing i would always hear is that the cool kids would go there with a bottle of but vodka 2020 what does that mean? That that was like a weird, um, like a spirit, not like a wine or a cider. Oh, I haven't heard of it that. It was like a weird vodka type drink. Right. That that's because obviously if you get spirits, you get drunk faster or whatever. That was like a weird, cheapish drink that people that age. I don't know. I don't know if it's like a nineties thing or whatever. But it was called Twenty Twenty. It was like flavored vodka, yeah. not like an alco pop, like a WKD, which is a term that makes me sh- yeah. cringe. Um, but it was different. It was different. I can't really <laughs> explain what it is, and I've tried to look it up since, and I still don't really know. It was horrible, though. Okay, I don't doubt it. It was not because when you have like a WKD. Or like a Smirnoff Ice, it tastes like lemonade. Right. Or it tastes like um, Sprite, as it were, or bubblegum. But this actually tasted like vodka, right. which was not good. Yeah, basically, I just heard that a, a group of whatever, 10 or 15 of them would go to the woods, get drunk, um, make like... I, I, in my mind, I'm picturing them making a campfire, but they probably just had like torches <laughs> no, or something. I was going to say, they probably didn't. And, make- and make out, and some of them would have sex or whatever. And so you'd hear these stories, and I don't know how much of it was true. I'm sure s- some of it was. You'd hear these stories about these crazy, outrageous house parties where things would get destroyed and broken, and the police would get caught and whatnot. And who knows how much of it was true and how much of it was just like braggadocious posturing Mm. but i definitely felt like i'm not going or getting invited to any parties i i didn't have my first kiss until i was 17 because i didn't have my first romantic contact of any kind until i was whatever 16 or 17 Mm. so before that whole time before that I have nothing, I have basically nothing to say because I wasn't, there was no even chance to figure out how I felt or experiment because I just wasn't doing anything. How did you think you felt though? Um, I don't know. I would say probably straight. Mm. But again, you're just going on what type of porn you watch. So what does that really yeah. amount to? Did you, you know how you would say you're in class? You're like, oh, I have a crush on that girl. Did you ever have a crush on a boy? No, never. In in high school, I never had a crush on, I had many, many crushes on girls, mm. but I had absolutely zero crushes on boys. I think I was maybe like, at that point, 5% questioning to okay. bring back the double use of the cue. Okay. But because I hadn't even had any i hadn't had a girlfriend i hadn't even held hands with a girl or went out on a date or whatever i just felt so shut down yeah like there was no point to even wonder maybe there's this extra dimension to me because i haven't even figured out anything yet yeah um 
And then when I actually did start figuring myself out, it became pretty obvious to me that I was... At first, I felt like I'm not sure, like you're... I don't really like the term bi-curious. I feel like it's kind of a kitschy kind of lame term. But questioning is a good way to put it. And then I do, I will say this. I do remember being a teenager, maybe like 16, and thinking I am attracted to some boys. Mm. And actually having the thought of, I can't be gay. Like, I cannot be gay. You had that for In that it's a, a thing that society makes your life very hard for being. I do remember having a little mini freak out moment of this cannot be true about myself. Really? Because I already felt like an outcast and kind of like a loner. And I had to deal with being put upon in certain ways at high school anyway. So I just felt like I cannot add... It's not that this is or is not true, but it cannot be true because I cannot add this extra layer of difficulty to my life. I have a very distinct memory of thinking that and having like a little crisis of, yeah. I want to go back in time and be your friend. You want to be my cool friend that guides me through sexuality? Yeah. To be honest. To be clear, I only had this period of time for two years. Okay. All other times I was not this kind of cool Two years is a long, it is a long formative time. period when in you're a teenager. In my mind, it's from the ages of 13 to 16. That's it's three actually years. 13, 14, 15, 16 when you think about it like that. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was basically just before I was 14 up until just when I was 16. So it it wasn't that long. But in my mind, it's my whole that whole beginning of my teenage life. So, yeah, basically by the time... I was like 17 and I had actually had some experiences. I knew that I was even to, it's kind of stayed the same. I'm attracted to a very small percentage of guys. So you have like a specific type. Yes. Whereas with women, I'm attracted to a lot of different types. Yeah, you do have a lot of different so types. So it's it's weird in that there's an imbalance there, but yeah. that does, what does that mean? doesn't mean it anything. It doesn't invalidate anything. Yeah. It doesn't. I have a big thing about this because obviously we are in a heterosexual relationship and so I have a bit of a complex about... Accusations of being a fake bisexual. Yes, and also just, well, it's good for you that you're like bisexual, but you're in a heterosexual right. relationship. And I just have a problem with, I don't want it to ever invalidate that part of me right. or that part of you because that's not fair. It's a ridiculous, bitter, petty thing to say, as if you're trying to have your cake and eat it too. It's yeah. it's so stupid. There's a huge problem with bioerasure anyway. Hashtag. So, yeah. <laughs> you always want to hashtag things. You're such a like... Which is funny because I don't really have a man. Twitter. <laughs> You're such an old man when it comes to How that. How dare you? Well, what are you going to do? So I have a, obviously... Um, it's a touchy thing because okay. I feel like bioerasure is for sure real. There's not very much representation, and when there is, it's why I prefaced earlier with that like trope of like the bisexual being the promiscuous, greedy. like greedy sure. fucking 
doesn't know what they want, so they just, you know, because, I don't know, there's not been that many bisexual characters that have been kind of true to how, you know. Just like normal, healthy people. <laughs> who sometimes date men and sometimes date women yeah. and sometimes date cutie pie envies. Yeah. I don't know. I have also seen some people be like, well, actually saying that you're bisexual is actually like exclusionary to people who aren't a male or a, a female. Yeah. So, but that, for some bisexual people, that's not true. For me, that's not true. I w- if you want to get really technical, I guess you might say that I'm pansexual. I don't know what this expanded glossary of words means. Yeah. So you need to teach me. I think pansexual is when you can be attracted to anyone. Yes. You have the potential to find anyone, yeah. regardless of their particulars, attractive. Yes. That is me. But... I am bisexual. That's how I choose to identify. But are you saying that because you feel defensive about... I don't know if it's because I am, like, bisexual from the time when pansexual was not, like, a thing that I knew. It's been grandfathered in for you. Yeah, so I don't now all all of a sudden want to be, okay, I'm not bisexual, I'm pansexual. It's just, it's just, I choose to say... In my mind, that's how I thought of myself originally. So even though, yes, I could, I can be attracted to anyone, I still identify as bisexual. That's the right. term. If I'm going to give it a term. <clears throat> but that's also why I like the term queer. Because I feel like that more encompasses... I just like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm bise- I am a queer person who is bisexual. There you go. That's, that's interesting. what I like. I've never, I don't really think of, I know this is like the most basic bitch thing to say. Are you going to say I don't? But I actually just don't, I mean, I truly have never really thought of myself in terms of labels. Yeah, like when I've asked you before, you, I think it's because you're not necessarily, you don't necessarily know. Well, I am bisexual and I guess I am in a sense, I do think I have the capacity to find quote unquote anyone attractive. Yeah. So I feel like. I'm all. I don't know whether I'm also pansexual or I'm pansexual instead. Yeah, it's like you said. It's hard to know. Yeah. I think queer is a fine catch-all. Yeah. But I also I feel the difference between you and I is I don't think about that very much. I think some people yeah, are I very. I don't think about it either. In tune and very, like their sexuality is a is a very prominent it's, main part of their identity. Yes. Whereas for me, it's just a part of me. Well, I think that that's probably for, for several reasons. One, privilege. Two, maybe it's more. It's it's going to be more of your identity if you are gay, especially like you know what I mean. Y- yeah, sure. Whereas, I see what you mean. If I was dating a boy, I would be more. Being bisexual or pansexual, whatever you want to say. Or would just be, being gay. It would be more conspicuously a part of who I am. Yes, be, especially because of obstacles. That's a fair point. Whereas, yeah. like, being bisexual and being in a heterosexual relationship long term, 
it's I can understand why it's not necessarily at the forefront of your identity. Right, okay. But it doesn't make it any less a part of you and it doesn't invalidate it in any way. <laughs> that's what I... She's stroking my hair. Yeah. Using the force to stroke my hair, I apparently. I am using the force. I think that's why I struggle to then be like, oh, it's June. I have something to say. Shh, I get because that, Because yes. it's in me always, but it doesn't... I don't, for me personally, don't necessarily feel the need to say certain things about I f- it. I like, think I talk about it a lot in my book. Okay. Maybe that's why. You've gone because in I've, out I've of giving you. it all to that. Okay. And so in, like, I just also, yeah. I think the idea is not, is, well, I mean, this is just one idea. I'm not trying to pretend like. The LGBTQ plus <laughs> community is a monolith who all thinks the same. But I think that the idea might be that you're not supposed to come out and make a big song and dance about this thing as if you've been hiding it all along. I think the idea is just it's spo- you're supposed to give it extra visibility as a sign yeah. of there's nothing wrong with this. Actually, this is a beautiful part of myself. The thing that I was going to write, or that I did write but didn't publish last year, it wasn't like this thing of, like, me telling you my life. Me tell Like, what I've done on the podcast where I started from the beginning and been like, this was my experience, and then I went on to whatever. It was more like I came at it from a creative writing angle in that I took snippets of experiences with all different types of people and I was going to post that do you know what I mean and that was my way of being like I am a bisexual person or I am a queer person and I am celebrating okay I get that but then I didn't end up publishing it and I'm not sure why it's taken from my book anyway, so it is going to Self be Self-plagiarism. Look, I do that a lot. I take things... Because I like to sometimes post snippets on Instagram and stuff. But they're sneaky, No one actually knows they're from my book except yeah. me and you. Um, they're incognito excerpts. Yeah. So, and I don't announce it. I'm not like, this is from an upcoming book. I'm just <laughs> like, here's some writing, you know? Okay. So, I don't know. I... Yeah, I don't need, so that's why I haven't said this is my thing that I'm saying for Pride, I guess, the okay. podcast. I don't think I'm going to be like saying anything anywhere else. Would you, have you ever been to a Pride rally? No. Neither have I. Several reasons why. Where I lived for most of my younger life, there was there wasn't I don't think there necessarily was one here. Yeah. And then as I got a bit older and could have gone other places, I then got into another heterosexual relationship that was abusive and that kind of stamped down my bisexuality, as it were. Those other sides of yourself. Yeah. So I didn't really feel... I definitely spent a time feeling like... For the first time in my life, I felt like there was a secret part of me that I wasn't necessarily allowed to express. Sure. And, yeah. And now we have the bi flag hanging from our windows. (laughs) So I would, I like, I 
kind of like the idea of going to Pride, but I think my anxiety is just too. I I definitely much. well. Let me just say this as a nitpicky thing to begin with. I wish they would do Pride rallies not in the summer. Yes, if Why, it was. <laughs> yes, please do one in the winter so I can go. I don't want yeah. to stand in the sunshine. I don't like the sunshine. We, I don't like the heat. I don't like the summer. I will be uncomfortable and sweaty and irritable. It's winter in Australia right now, so let's go there. That's true. And we can go to some pride, some winter pride. Why don't you give me a little bit of that Australian accent you've been working on? No, no. No, no. Let's talk about this. (laughs) Let's talk about sex, baby. baby. I like to do accents and voices, and I am pretty good at certain accents, like a handful of accents. And... Yeah, you just like to like you like to pretend like I'm not good at them, but I know I am. It's just friendly ribbing. Australian is one of the ones I'm good at, and I it's probably the first accent that I ho- tried to hone or like did the most. If you are in the UK, you'll know what I'm talking about because neighbors and home and away, <laughs> and you'll know this if you're Australian too. That they were like a fucking thing when I was growing up. You'd get home from school and you'd watch Neighbours and Home and Away, like after cartoons or whatever. And so the Australian soap opera was fucking alive and well <laughs> in my house. Okay, well, the spotlight is and yours. And I just really... No, I'm Show not doing it. No, I'm not doing you it You have now. to do it now. A, because I just can't do it like on the spot like that. It won't come out sounding good. And... And because it has come straight after me saying it's good, it's not going to sound good. If you so, don't do it, I'm going to do an impression I of your impression. I might do it later. I might just drop it out later. So just leave this it be. This is what Samantha sounds like when she does an Australian accent. No, he makes fun and he says, it's just high at the end of the sentence. And I'm like, okay, that is a thing of Australian You need to accents. do it. You need to do no, it. No, I'm not doing it right Defend now. your honour. No, I refuse. Oh, look, there's my Australian friend. How are you doing, Cindy? <laughs> Cindy. Come on. Should have said Shirley, and then you would have really gotten the stereotypes. I guess. Okay, no, let's fucking move on. <sighs> what made you say that? Oh yeah, the winter thing. Speaking of going back to like, what an anticlimax. Let's get <laughs> let's get light light hearted, as it were. Again, speaking of the rainbows and stuff. Okay. I realized the other day that I don't have anything with the bisexual flag. And it kind of made me want something, which sure. is like a strange want, because it's like I don't want to contribute to the capitalism of it, and I don't want to be this person that feels the need to have something like that. But at the same time, why can't I? Why, why don't you buy it from a artisan from yeah, Etsy? Yeah, I was just going to say, if I get something, I want it to be like something that someone is like handmade, handmade and they are definitely going to get the money. Like, so. Made so by buyers, a, for buyers, owned by buyers. <laughs> so I had this weird kind of, should I want that? Should I, is that like a strange want? What I type of know. thing do you want? I don't know. A t-shirt? Kind of like, maybe like a cute crop top or like a, a badge or something i don't really wear pins it would just sit on my sit on my shelf so i like the idea of a crop top or something but how do you feel about the fact that 99 percent of people don't know 
what the buy flag is it's or not, any other type of flag. But it's not for anyone else. It's for you. It's for me to like wear something cute that like represents. Okay, I get that. I'm not a huge fan of the buy flag. It's got the best colours ever, pink, purple, blue. It's okay. They're a bit what too you... samey though. I like flags where there's... No, it blends kind of like a, t- like a tie-dye. That's true. It's like a gradient. I like contrasting bright, bold flags though. Is it weird to be like, we like and dislike the... <laughs> I don't dislike any of them. Sure. But I know what you mean. You have your favourite colours. I sometimes get like annoyed with the rainbow flag. Oh, not even the rainbow flag. Let me really... I don't mean that. With the rainbow. Itself? Separate from... The be- natural phenomenon? Yeah, separate from it being a symbol of gay, like gay rights or whatever. Okay. The rainbow itself is sometimes kind of... Because I don't really like yellow and green. And I feel like the prominent... The way people have it, if they have it in whatever... The the quote unquote my favorite like colors from it like the pink and the blue and the purple and even the maybe like the red they don't stand out as much as like the green and the sure. yellow and the yeah. orange and so for me that's why I said pa- a pastel rainbow is my fave. We're so shallow with our superficial appraisals. I was, it, I was trying to take it light a second. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, I I think I would like to go and watch. A pride rally. Get or like, take part in some kind of pride event. Yeah. I get like a hotel room with a balcony and just kind of Yeah. Be a part of it, but in a kind of because we have anxiety and like we you know I don't know. I feel like it's like you're being a part of it without thrusting yourself into something that's gonna make you anxious. Yeah. How this is what we were talking about the other day. Tummy. How do you... <laughs> tummy so lovely. As you massage your soft round tummy. It's so lovely. It's a marshmallow. And squishy. Some might say it's a marmalow. Secrets. Secrets. It's a jigglypuff. Jigglypuff. You could cosplay as jigglypuff by just painting... Just a, painting my tummy. A cute little jigglypuff outline on your tummy. Yeah. Remember when me and Matthew sang the jigglypuff song? This was insane, okay? This was the... F- Matthew, Matthew's been on the podcast before. And he's coming over in a couple of days. He is. Talking of which, we're going to watch Detective Pikachu we together. Are. I had never met Matthew. And eat so much pizza. Yes. Oh, pizza. We haven't had pizza for a while. We it haven't. feels like I'm so excited. We're gonna break I, We're gonna break the seal with I Matthew. What you gonna say <laughs> we're gonna break his legs and take his pizza money. <laughs> you don't have to get him to listen to this. He's not. He doesn't listen to anything. He, I, I feel make. like he used to and now he's just given but you know what? He's a busy dude. He's a busy teacher. Yep. He's a teacher man in Spain. Can we say that? I mean it's not ever gonna be able to locate him Who's they? by saying that. The Baddens listening to our podcast. I don't know. The Stalkers, the so, Trackers. All right, we get it. <laughs> Have the, they got those little patches? Is that how they're going to track him? What are you talking about? Those fucking tile patches oh, that you're doing. Oh, another good callback. I'm good at Golf that. clap. So I'd never met Matthew. I knew he was your best friend. I'd heard about him, but I had never met him yet. This was like... The first year. We hadn't even moved in together yet. Yeah. We were like two weeks away from moving in with each other. And we met up with him. 
And about like half an hour into the meet, so we hadn't even really like got super comfortable yet because I just met him. I don't know how, what, what made you say it? Like, I think, I can't remember how it came up, but Jigglypuff came up, which if you don't know, if you don't is know. a cute little circular Pokemon. I'm not even a Pokemon fan. No, neither am I. But I love Jigglypuff. But Jigglypuff did, is me. I played the first Pokemon game back on the Game Boy, and that's pretty much it. But basically it came up when you were kind of saying something the- along the lines of, what is that? Yeah. And then to demonstrate it, in perfect harmony. Yes, in perfect unison. Matthew and I broke into the Jigglypuff song, y- you just which were- is as follows. Jigglypuff. It was so cute because you both did it in the softest, like cutest, sweetest voice. And it was in perfect like harmony. And I was just like, where am I? <laughs> like, it was insane. I'm in a realm of cute boys. It was so cute. And it's been, it's like a vivid memory for me still. And it was like eight years ago. So, yeah. How did we get into that? Yeah, I was going to say, we were oh, talking yeah. about this the other day. How do you feel about the sexualization of pride marches? About the fact that they have a very heavy sexual element to them? I mean, not all of them, obviously. You I think you'd say. Str- I mean, unless it's a march in Moscow. And the whole thing is not sexual. No, of course not. But it has a very conspicuous. People are wearing strap ons. There's a lot of kind of sexual imagery and. Yeah. slogans how do i feel about do you, it i mean my point is, do you have any feelings about not it not really no okay you I, do though i can tell <laughs> well we were talking about the other day and i was saying i don't know how i feel about it i just why do you feel any way about it though? i don't necessarily it's not that i necessarily feel a way about it it's like i'm unsure how to feel about it because it's I so i don't know in my mind, that that kind of takes over the imagery, the optics of the march, and it makes it all about the sexual aspect. And of course, and of course, that's not what they're trying to do. That's just those are the photos that are, are going to end up getting the yeah, most yeah. press attention and spotlight online. I think you'd find in real life, it's probably not as like ubiquitous you you get a lot of use out of that word did i say that already you said it yeah it's a good word though my point is just that i don't like you pointing out my words like (laughs) there's a a counter like it's strange that i would use a certain word or that like i don't know you did say it with emphasis like you were whipping out a rare gem oh no i said it the way i said it because i feel like (laughs) this is so embarrassing I feel like I'm not sure whether it's ubiquitous or ubiquitous. It's you. And so I was like, ubiquitous. I kind of melded <laughs> the two. And that's why it kind of emphasized the word. You know who you need to consult about this? The linguistics hottie. Matthew. <laughs> isn't what? he? That's not where I was going. Isn't he? Isn't but Matthew he? should be very pleased with that compliment. <laughs> <laughs> isn't? Doesn't he? Because he, he, he's just language. I mean, of course, that applies to him. Oh, that, so that's who I thought you were going to say. That goes without saying. But I'm talking about tall, dark, and handsome Matthew? on YouTube. Tall, dark, and handsome Matthew? The accent expert. 
yeah. That's who you need to have a one-on-one tutoring session with. What the fuck's his with. name? What's blanking me? He does videos for... Everyone knows who he is. Yeah. I've got it. He does videos for, for Wired. Wired, yeah. And they have millions of viewers where he breaks down accents in movies and tells you why they're good or bad. He is a hottie. And Samantha is crushing on him I hard. was attracted to him before the beard, but now he has the beard. It's like level 10. I'm like, get... In me. He, I, should, I can't say that. That's wrong. <laughs> but it's in now because you haven't said it's anything to now. replace it. He's very attractive. You know what it is as He's well? kind of like a handsome maths teacher to me. That's what he strikes me as. I know what you mean, but not maths. It would be like language. It would be like English language. Right. He, yeah, he is kind of... You know what? Because you know what he, part of the attraction is? It's someone passionately talking about something that they're passionate about yes and we have always talked about how that is extremely attractive when you talk to me about something that you're passionate about i might not know anything about it i don't have any interest in it i might even dislike it but you standing there for 20 minutes passionately talking about it in depth is fucking sexy interesting so i feel like that's part of the attraction him geeking out over like that's very interesting that they would be able to do that or whatever they're using the what are some of the ter- we always say some of the terms that he uses but i'm blanking now the glottal no. with two t's i think that's a term i don't think he says that glottal we don't yeah. know any of the terms. Yeah, we do, though. We're just blanking because we're on the podcast. But but if you want to hear me talk at length, can I interest <laughs> you in the expanded lore of the Halo universe as conveyed through the books and comics and animated shorts? Like, there's nothing um, sexier than learning about the origins of the different Covenant races. I love it when you tell me about, like, the universes. Of different... Franchises. Again. Just like I like to think you like it when I get going about something like Twilight. Of Even though you're not interested in it, you, I can talk. And you sometimes, we do like entertain each other and humor each other in that we, I don't like to say humor because that, it sounds like it's, um, I humored him, but like, I didn't really care. Whereas like, I feel like sometimes we definitely, we we try to expand it for each other. We ask questions. We don't really know anything. Right. We ask questions and we try to get into it for each other. And I appreciate that. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And all that you do. And all that you do. And all that you are. Wow. 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 Welcher. No, I knew you were going to fucking do it. You had to spoil it, didn't Reddies. you? <laughs> These are some inside jokes between Samantha and I. Oh, the inside. Well, someone would have to have very specific memories. Oh, there's got to be some English people that know what we're talking about. Anyway, so my point was, my point is, I don't have a problem with the with the sexual imagery at all. That doesn't perturb me. That doesn't put me off. I just think, I think in a sense, this is, okay, this is my point when I drill down to the core of it. Because like I said, I don't really know how I'm fe- how I feel. My point is really just that I think there are certain people who are who want to think or are most inclined to think of the LGBTQ plus world as like a sexual yeah. thing. They define it in terms of different types of sex taking place. Yeah. And of course, being LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. is also about love 
and relationships and partnerships. And identity. Yes. And I just think... Um, so my first thought was just, it's sometimes a shame that the sexual element, because it is the most sensationalized and it is the most attention-grabbing and eye-opening part of these marches, I think sometimes it's a shame that that takes a disproportionate amount of the attention. But then... Let me let me say this. Okay. I had my I had my I don't want to say mind chains because like I said I hadn't really come to a conclusion either way. But I saw someone discussing this very thing and they and what they said really made sense to me and it was essentially like people are always doing this pearl clutching reaction of oh look at these gay guys walking down the street in just jock straps. I can't take my kids to pride rallies. They're so sexualized, blah, blah, blah. But no one really bats an eyelid at the 60-foot billboards in Times Square for Victoria's Secret. Yeah. Where it's this woman in her underwear doing a sexual... Selling sex, basically. Pose, yeah. And so the idea is, if you can normalize one, you should be able to normalize the other. And when else are you going to do it besides when the LGBT community... Let me throw a plus in in there retroactively. You forgot the Q. Oh, I did? Damn. These letters again. Why can't I hold all these letters? It's because the K in community made you Ah, lose the Q. I elided the letter. Pride marches are obviously when that community has the most attention. So Mm -hmm. that's the best time to do it. And when I read that, I was kind of like, that makes perfect sense, honestly. If one is normalized, the other one we should be taking pains to show should be normalized in society as well. Yeah. And when I think about it like that, it does make a lot of sense. Well, I'm glad for that, baby. And I think I should wear a jockstrap and you should do some body paint on me. Ooh. And we should find a pride march to go to. Yeah. What would you paint on me if you had free reign? If I was a full canvas that you had absolute authority over? I would paint the night sky. Kind of like Vincent van Gogh, Starry Night. Yeah. An impressionist version of it. Yeah. Or would it be a astronomically correct version of the constellations? No, it'd just be go to town on you. Could I be a cute little tiger boy, perhaps? Uh, Do you remember when you would go... A cute little cheetah. (laughs) Do you remember when you would go to fairs or whatever and there would always be a face painting booth? Yeah. And they could, I could only speak as a boy, but they could only ever do two or three different types of face paint. You could either be Spider-Man, a tiger, or a vampire. Spider-Man? That's like elaborate it's when really you think not. about it. For a girl, it was always just a cat or a butterfly. <laughs> How do you paint a face as a butterfly? You just do the like wing like this. So it's like a giant butterfly head, has become. And then your T zone is your like <laughs> your nose or whatever is like. The... It's like someone's pinned a dead butterfly to your face, yeah. like a specimen slide. That's it. A cat or a butterfly. Right. It's very limited. That's true. I like how boys get like wild animals, but girls get fucking insects. But a butterfly is free. It can't be caught. Is Apart it from free? easily, it can be caught with a net. yeah so yeah have you ever been to a gay club or any kind of lgbt space slash would you like to you lost the queue again 
just assume at this point that no, I mean... No, there's no assuming. You get it right. It's not that hard. I deserve the benefit no, of the doubt. you don't. As a white male, no. I think I've earned it at this point. You get it right. If there's anything that you have to get <laughs> right, it's this. Um, yeah, I've been to... Yeah, I have. Sure. Was this a, is this a secret place we can't... No, I've been to a couple of lesbian bars. <laughs> okay. I haven't. I haven't been to a social space, I would say. What does that mean? Like a like a bar, because I don't go oh, to bars. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. But I think I would, I would definitely be interested in going to a quote-unquote queer-friendly space. Have you ever been to a sex club? I plead the Fifth Amendment. Yeah, I bet you do. To the United States Constitution. <laughs> I bet you do. As a British citizen, I naturally have recourse to are that you... transatlantic piece of paper. Are you a filthy boy? Well, I don't like how this is turning into a JOI. You don't know what that is, do <laughs> what you? What is a JOI? I like how you just don't, you know that I don't know. Yeah, that. I can just slip I things right past your that. back. What is it? You will never know. Tell me now or I'll spill the secrets. There's no secrets. Just like you spilled the seed. <laughs> into your <laughs> No, it wasn't into me. That's not what I, what? Let's not get it twisted. Sure. My brother asked me about my sexual conquests. <laughs> <laughs> Those notches on your bedpost. He said something about catching up to me and my mom's numbers. What? I know, I didn't tell you this. Because usually I tell you what we talked about. I like how you asleep. saved this to ambush with me with on the podcast. Yeah, well. And I was like, excuse me. I have so many questions. Numbers? This is what I was talking about. How does your Him brother just... know your mom's number? Yeah, it was just a weird conversation. And I even said to them, you know, I go home and I tell Ryan what we've spoken about. And he's like, how? How have you had this conversation with your mom and your brother? You have a very unique, freewheeling, open-minded, <laughs> open-hearted family. Yeah. You talk about strange and peculiar things. We do. Sometimes there's a line, though, and I have to be like, okay, don't say anything more. And my mum likes to do, like, innuendos and, like, and my brother said it was, like, you always know when mum has, like, done something because when you say it and she giggles, it's because she's done it. So it's, like, a weird <sighs> kind of... What was the thing that came up that she giggled at? Spill the beans. No, I can't. In case you... <laughs> yeah, I can't. <laughs> now you've you've ignited the listener's imagination. No. She wouldn't like it. Sure. She doesn't listen anymore, so she would never know. I know, but she might secretly listen. Are you secretly listening, Sammy's mum? You know her name. Yeah, but I'm not going to name drop your mum after we just... <laughs> we just... We just tiptoed up to the line of revealing her sexual history. So, yeah, it was a funny conversation. <laughs> so, yeah, have a, a strange family. <laughs> so, yeah, and just... I. Oh, that just reminded me of something. And I can say this because my mum definitely doesn't listen. And it's not bad. But just, my, my mom yeah. definitely doesn't listen to this podcast. You know, the funny thing is, my mom has had to start doing this really arduous, long commute to work. Yeah. She drives for like three hours. And I was trying to say to her, Mom, I know you're not the most technologically up to date, 
But this would be the perfect time for you to get into either podcasts or audiobooks. Yeah. Because this is wasted time where you, you could just be... just listen to the radio. I know. Yeah. It's such a waste. Why don't you listen to something riveting, something captivating, something compelling? Or learn something in yeah. that Yeah. You've got this time where you can just fill it with whatever you want. Why don't you listen to something cool, something productive, something memorable, instead oh. of just heart fm or whatever at the same time though she has to do this commute and she works hard so maybe she's using those three hours to just zone out on the road you know maybe she could listen to sam harris's guided meditation yeah your mom needs a bit of meditation she works very hard she does i do have a lifetime membership to sam harris's meditation app because i because i got in there early and you were giving it for free I can give that to my mom. I'll give her my password. Hard cocks for you. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I do have a memory. Fuck. What happened? I just like went like this, and as I pulled my hand away, I whacked the microphone. The lads. <laughs> I don't the, know. The yeah. lads are here. I don't know if those anguished whales, <laughs> Tarzan-esque, were picked up by the microphones. We're actually recording in the middle of the day, which is a which is a, a rarity yeah. for us. We're usually night owls. We tried to get on the track, but it was just like day after day. It was like, let's just fucking do it because yeah. the days are We are wasted. kind of late, but A, we've been depressed. We have been depressed. B, it's been hard to find the time to do it yeah. and see you get it when you get it honestly anyway you get it when you get it i have a distinct kind of like sex i suppose so i don't know why i said in that, that you because... can't just take it when you want it <laughs> society has agreed that's not acceptable and i'm i would like to ratify that rule right here I right like, here i liked how this ended up going but i really don't know why i said that no i don't know because it's not okay i have a I do have a memory. My mom. Oh, you you do. <laughs> I have a single one, and this is it. My mom never. It's funny. My mom never had, really had the birds and bees conversation with me. Yeah, I, I was talking to my brother about this. I we were talking about masturbation. As you do with your brother <laughs> over Sunday dinner. Oh gosh. We were as eating he's, as he's uh, pouring gravy into the Yorkshire pudding yes, cavity. Yes. As he's filling it with his juice with his Sunday roast with his juices. juices is what you're gonna say, yep. you fucking grot. Deviant. <laughs> I was gonna go with your fucking tramp. Oh, you can take the girl out of blank, but you can't take the blank out of girl. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll do uh, how do we get on to it? I don't remember. Oh, it's because we're probably talking about the numbers or sex and whatever. And then I said to him, did anyone ever tell you about masturbation? And he was like, yeah, a friend at school told him. The groundskeeper? (laughs) Dark, kitty, dark. (laughs) And then I just just briefly said, yeah, no one told me about it. Right. Um, But no, my mum never had the the quote-unquote birds and bees conversation with me, which is weird because... She's very You'd open. think that she would, but mm. I think I remember asking her what kissing was like once when I was about 10, just before um, relations with my first... No, I don't want to say that. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just, 
just before my relationship, I feel weird saying relationship because we were like 11, but it is still a relationship. Your first experience. My first, my first like love, my first young love, as it were. Okay. Um, I just remember a friend being over at my house and we were talking about kissing and then we just very innocently and purely said, turned to my mom and was like, what is kissing like or how do you kiss or something like that? And she just sat and like talked to us about kissing. I don't even remember what she said, but I can remember the instance where we just turned to her and said it. Right. And we were sitting on the floor and she was on the couch and it was just very relaxed. But apart from that, I feel like there was no okay. instances. My Yeah, my mom would never really talk to me about sexual stuff, apart from to do the classic evergreen mom thing where she would when i finally did have a girlfriend she would just say are you being careful yeah, are you, being be, are you using protection but she would never actually be explicit yeah she would just m- drop these hints of kind of make sure you're being safe yeah and I'd be like, that's mom, like the classic yes thing. yes mom yes <laughs> she would say that to us do you remember like early in the relationship there were instances where we would like go to get groceries or something and as we'd pass the oil where they sell condoms she would say like do you need to get anything do you kids need to get any like safety measures or whatever words she said and she would just kind of you know smile and we'd know exactly what she was talking about and then she'd go to the next aisle in case we wanted to like grab some condoms well if we just threw like 10 bottles of lube in there (laughs) no condoms just lube (laughs) We, oh, supermarket lube isn't it crazy oh. that they now have started selling vibrators in the fucking middle of the supermarket no i know that sounds weird but because i don't think things should be hidden away no but it is weird that it's like just there in the middle of the aisle well it's not on a big cardboard point of sale <laughs> display with flashing lights and sounds coming out of it no. it's just on the shelf with the condoms yeah but yeah it does it, strange though it's strange because we've gone so long without yeah. it, but it should obviously it should have been be. normalised long before now. Because they've sold cock rings by the condoms in certain th- in certain places for a while. They also, I think they sell kind of like Viagra. What, what I'm trying to say, Viagra, Viagra, Viagra esque. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Viagra esque things in supermarkets before. Oh really? I think so. Like those kind of fake herbal supplement oh, versions. Yeah, I see what so you mean. they've been they've kind of been like edging towards it. They're edging. To use a double entendre. They've been tiptoeing towards it. A double entendre. Sure. As some might say. They don't really. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. It's been silly. Back to the start of this meandering tangent. Back to the start. So yeah, my mom would never Never, never had any conversations with me never, about never, sex. Never, 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 never. You know what she would do sometimes? I just spoke over you. I'm sorry. That's okay. Now we have this new setup. It shouldn't be so much of a problem. You're going to be like annoyed at me when you listen back. To it. <laughs> I'm always annoyed to you when I listen back. That's mean. <laughs> I feel hurt in my heart. I always think to myself, why don't I have an obedient AI to do this podcast with? Oh, you will right. never speak over okay, me. Okay, I switch myself off. I want to live. Uh, Where's that from? Where is that from? Deep pull. The, this, I wonder how specific this is to my mom. So she wouldn't ever have conversations with me, but 
she would About sometimes anything? you know when there was kind of educational programming on like something to yeah. do with sex or stis or whatever she would say to me ryan there's something on channel four at 9 p.m tonight and you should watch it <laughs> and i'd be like okay and i would always know the type of thing it would be that's so funny it would be some like expose about how teenagers are always having unprotected sex and getting diseases or whatever and that was her way of kind of vicariously ensuring that information got passed on to me but anyway are you using that word right yes Never question my diction. I don't think you are. But anyway, finally, finally, to get to the point. One time we were having a conversation and I kind of, I think I kind of made a joke along the lines of, but what, But you don't know that. What if I like boys as well? Mm. And she got kind of serious and she was, she said something along the lines of, how would you know if you've never been with a boy? Like you don't know. And then I kind of said, and this was kind of sagacious for 15-year-old me or whatever. This was quite... This was a good comeback, I feel. But I said the obvious thing of how did you know that you were straight before yeah. you were with a boy? How do you don't... It's not like you need confirmation of these things. I know. You know that, how you feel. That really bugs me. I said that to a family member once about another family member. They were like, how do they know? And I'm like, well, how do you know? Sure. Do you like boys? Um, this was a woman. And she and she had that moment of like, oh, yeah. But also, I don't think it fully cemented. I don't think she could see it the other way. Um but yeah, that's exactly right. How, you know, it's not like, I think sometimes people, straight people think it's a certain way when it isn't. Yeah. I will say this. My mom, I never, I never explicitly said to her, I am bisexual. But, because I feel like I didn't really need to. And if I had started dating a boy, I obviously would have just, said i'm dating a boy i wouldn't have made it this big yeah. grandiose coming out moment but i oh you would have brought him home just like you brought me home yeah bound and gagged over my shoulder <laughs> as my spoils of war i feel a hundred percent sure that my mom would have been totally fine yeah me too i got that sense from her she never said anything weird she never said anything that would have led me to believe the contrary i think she would have been a hundred percent fine with whatever choice I made. I also think she knows. I don't. I Not think, knows, knows, but like has a feeling. Maybe, yeah. Because well, based on what you've said, and I think based on the type of person that you are, yeah, I think she kind of knows. I well, I just thinking back now. I also do have gay family members, and she was totally yeah. fine about talking about them. Yeah, she's never said anything weird. Yeah. In, so I kind of it. felt like I didn't need to, in a sense, because I knew she would be fine either way. And she doesn't act when she talks about them. She doesn't treat them like that other. Yeah, she just talks about them like any other family member. they're in a relationship with so-and-so and they've been together for blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. It is nice. Do you have something you want to say? No. Do you have something you want to say? No. Do you? You're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that was basically all I wanted to say. I it took a lot. It always takes us a long time for to get to a ten matter. second thing. It, it doesn't matter that it does. It doesn't matter how long it takes you to get there. 
As long as you finish strong. Yeah. That's why I tell all my sexual partners. Well. 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 Now that you mention it. Now that you do mention it. That is written above our bed. (laughs) Do you have any stories you want to share? I mean, did you do your queer experiences, are they confined to being a young teenager? No. Do you want to talk about that? You don't have to. Feel free. Um, not either like way. specifics, but yes, I've had queer relationships. Okay. Um, as an adult. Was this before or after you watched the L word? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How honestly dare you? Well. Look, I feel like the L word is very polarizing in that half of the queer community is like, fuck you, the L word. Like... Wow. You know what I mean? They're kind of a bit like... Hot take. Almost against it because it doesn't represent fully like what the queer experience is. And then the other half loves it. And also there are straight people who love it as well. (laughs) I love it. Okay. I fully see, understand, appreciate, acknowledge that there are problems. Right. As though are with anything. Yes. But, like, for instance, there wasn't good bisexual representation. Okay. There wasn't really a very diverse cast in terms of race or body diversity. Okay. There were, there were no disabled characters. Um, they had a trans character, but they treated it like utter shit. Okay. They, like, the way the characters... The characters was look. I talk about this in a video. Wow, self promotion. I just started a series. I say series because I filmed a video about my favorite TV couples. Your ships for YouTube. My ships, yeah. But it it came out to like ninety minutes, so I split the videos into three. The one where I talk about the L word isn't up yet, but yeah. So if you're interested in that, but I say this in the YouTube video. Yeah, so they they treat certain aspects of it just not very good, or there's not better representation. However, I think sometimes you kind of have to take what you can get in terms of representation, and I say that as a queer person, but also as a fat person. Sometimes it's like you take... It's like steps forward. It's not quite perfect, but it's something. It's never going to be perfect out the gate. So so I feel like for me, I kind of like, I can still appreciate it. It has problems, but I can still appreciate it. I still love it. I'm not going to be like all of a sudden, like, well, I can't watch that now. There are obviously some bad moments. And the L word is coming back. They're doing, I don't know what you call it. Do you call it a revival, a sequel? A reboot? It's not a reboot because it's not a side like starting all over again. It is kind of like Gilmore Girls or Veronica Mars where they're picking it up as a revival or a sequel to what was. And they're bringing some of the main cast back. That's why it's a continuation. And they have said, we know it was problematic in that it wasn't, didn't have full representation, etc. And that we treated some things not great. And so they have promised, and there have already been things announced, 
like there are there are going to be like trans characters there are going to be um there's going to be more of a diverse cast my hope if i want to get like this is my if i could choose one character okay there are obviously lots of characters i want to see from different types of representations but if i want to be completely selfish i want to see a fat femme character who's bisexual <laughs> so just you you yes, want to be cast want, in the yeah, show of course you want to see yourself <laughs> just like there are people out there who are like i want a disabled character right so i think that it would be perfect if they have more fleshed out fully realized members of society just more perspective yeah there has to be a fat character there just has to be and i want a fat character where it's like it's not about the weight. The weight is not like a thing. That's might be too much to ask for because it's so hard. No one wants to do that. I mean, Shrill, new show, is very good. You should be watching it if you're not watching it. Um, and that has fat characters who where it's not like, you know, continue. Continue of what? I mean, you were going to say something, I think. <laughs> It's like you heard the thoughts in my head and you were like, <laughs> give voice to those. Sorry, sometimes I get monologue but I feel like you were going to say something. Can I ask you the hard questions, though? Like? Would you like Shane to push you up against a wall and kiss you roughly? Yes. Okay. Let the record show, etc. Kate Monig Menig Monig. Kate, Kate Molag? Kate Monig, I think her name is. I think that's the name of a, of a demon. Kate. Okay. Monig. What? That's her name. Who plays Shane? Okay. <sighs> she can push me around all she likes. Sure. Yeah, Shane's my fave. I have no shame. Don't at me, bro. Because. <laughs> or I think I'm mixing things. Don't. Come, is it come at me bro and then it's like don't at me so it's two different things look i'm not down with the kids okay That's true. i try to be a little bit but not really if you want to go back in time you could throw out don't tase me bro is that a thing sure is that like really i couldn't tell is that no your that, sure was like that was based on, that was like a viral video back in the the 2000s times. or whatever the ancient times if you like shane this is kind of just a random thought that just popped in my head. Are you also into Ruby Rose? No. What's the difference? That's like saying... No, it's not. I'm just saying they're of a similar no, archetype. they're not. They're like badass... Ruby Rose is a person. Yeah, I'm saying you just, you just name-dropped the actress. Shane is a character. But they have the same kind of vibe, do they not? Yeah. Yeah, I love how you push back all this. <laughs> look, I don't. I'm not into Ruby Rose. Why? Just because I'm into Shane doesn't mean I'm into all people that look like her. This is a very straight thing to say. I've got to say. Well, to I'm you. not straight, it's so like, don't worry it's like about people it. People thinking that you're gonna like all girls. Just no. You like this is. I feel offended and upset at these accusations. I feel offended by what you said. Are you telling me that the type of characters that Ruby Rose plays, and we have seen her in John Wick? And something else she's I can't just remember. Butch, that's it. What no, do you she mean? plays kind of like these badass kind of take no shit. 
I'm in charge in every room that I walk into. I'm always in control, etc. No, because while Shane was kind of like badass and like in control, she was quietly in control. It was kind of like a quiet, almost shy confidence. She was moody and aloof. Yes. Just like your boyfriend. Yes. Are you Shane? (laughs) I do cosplay sometimes. If I went to an Alward convention, you're giving me the wide eyes of stop. Giving you the heart eyes. I've been to Alward conventions. I like when your eyes turn into emojis. Yeah. I've been to some Alward conventions. Cool. I did meet Shane. Yeah, I bet you did. Look, there was a moment, okay? Totally (laughs) one-sided, I'll admit. But I've met a couple... Look, I'm going to totally geek out right now. I've met a couple of people... Um, like famous people from TV shows that I like where they, they, you know, that kind of charisma where they give you everything and they, they look at you like you're the only person in the world and they turn it on because they're obviously having to. So turned on by you. Stop. Don't well. cheapen it. <laughs> what's wrong with you don't make it crass and sordid i just mean they're, ha- they're the type of people where it's like i don't really they're people pleasers no. i don't know what you're trying to say i'm just basically saying the way they look at people is like you're okay. the only person in the room and she was one of those people i remember i went up to get like my photo with her and she was just like hey but like hey just like staring into you Okay. You know? Listener, and I was totally locked. Samantha's doing a smoldering kind of yeah. too cool for school. No, it's not too cool for school. Right it's, now. I'm totally giving you my everything. Okay. And it's like, hey. Stop doing it. It's not getting any more descriptive. Okay, whatever. But like, I think people will know what I mean. Did you, you have just, a moment with her? Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, it was one-sided, obviously. Yeah. I was totally like sucked in. And, like, it was, like, swoon. It was a swoon moment. Okay. And I had that with her, and I had that with another person that I met as well. But... (laughs) Did you faint? I fucking could have. Did they have to revive you with smelling salts? I almost could have. You had a bad case of the vapors. You had to fan yourself like a southern belle. I would be a southern belle. You'd be the cutest, chubbiest, pinkest, loveliest southern ah, belle. Ah, yeah. Sitting on my plantation porch. I'm not sitting on any fucking plantation. Fuck off. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was cool. So they're bringing the show back, which kind of takes us into the TV portion of this podcast. It also takes us into the I need to pee again portion of this what podcast. What is up with you? I drink a lot throughout the day. How is it you drink one time? But I drink I a lot. I'm so... <laughs> I was in you for a drink, bitch. You just drink. stabbed me in the bladder. Well... This doesn't solve our problem. This just adds layers of new problems. You might as well get me some cookies while you go pee. Please don't eat them on the mic. I just leave in three minutes of no speaking. <laughs> just crunching and chomping on those Maryland okay, cookies. Okay, I'm done with this now. Get me the cookie. Cookies. Kiki, get me a cookie. No. It is tasty. No. Put it in my little mouth, yeah. That was cute. I I have to win you over. I was over. knowing it, but then I was like, yeah. Okay, get me cookies. That's a hard pass. That's a no from me, dog. That's, you don't even know what that's from. No, I don't. I mean, I vaguely do. 
What is it from? American Idol. Ugh. I'm cultured. I wish you hadn't said it. That means I'm cultured. It's cheapened it. I've just become a sophisticate for that. No, you're not. I a start... sophisticate for knowing the American Idol I'm down. Thing. I'm hip. I just started writing for Vice. <laughs> Cookies, do you want to come inside me? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah. How dare... I came back to the microphone for that. How dare you. Thank you. Cookies. Cookies. Grab that fucking music and stuff. I'm not leaving this in. Yeah, but it's a treat for the ears. It's not. I'm not leaving it in. Yeah, but it's a treat for the ears. <laughs> for me, the hapless, sad, unfortunate editor. Ryan's finally back from peeing. Or peeing <laughs> than he needs to be doing. Four hours later. I don't know why I'm begrudging you a pee. I just... I did get to have a break to have cookies, though, so that was nice. Sure. It was nice. Did you enjoy your snack? It was good. At first I was like, hmm, I could have milk with this, but then... Then what? I chose not to. Cool story, bro. Well, you asked. I can't wait for the film adaptation. Talking of which... That was a smooth segue that you no. only get. It's I almost forced. don't want to even bring this up, but I have. I feel like I have to share it. I was listening to a podcast the other day where I do When are you not listening to podcasts? Yeah, this is very true. He listens to them during sex. <laughs> he doesn't really. Serial season two. This was the best season <laughs> as I'm pounding away. Wasn't it? Anyway, I was listening to a podcast the other day. I'm not going to name or give any identifying features because it's not about that. But a dude kept saying Sieg instead of Segway because that is how the word looks. Uh. And no one was correcting him. And it was just, I just felt so bad. Because it's so, you know, when you just see, you've always just read a word and you don't actually know how it's said. Yeah. And I just felt bad that no one said to him, that's not how you say it. Just let him say it over and over again. Epitome? Yeah. Is one of those... Epitome? Yeah, I saw someone <laughs> saying online the other day that they thought it was epitome. Yeah. Up until, like, I've had a lot of words like that, but now I'm very diligent about looking up how to pronounce words yeah, now. me too. Because I've mispronounced so many words in my past. And when you think about how many times you must have said it in front of someone, and they've just... And they've just quietly thought to themselves yeah years and years ago i used to think it was envelope instead of envelope that makes sense i know but like it's embarrassing Uh, to be like yeah it enveloped me (laughs) (laughs) it makes sense still sure but it's not right 
when I wrap my arms around you. <laughs> Put a stamp on you. Yeah. Sent you away. I st- stamp your forehead with a rubber stamp that says, adorable. I am adorable. Apart it, from when we're behind closed doors. I wonder what you're going to say then. When the stamp says something very different. Say sexy things. Yeah. Sure, I don't, I don't know, know why there was such going. a long... We both clearly just weren't into that exchange. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But we kept it going anyway. Okay, so <laughs> let's just go back. Let's go. Okay, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of things. We're going to be talking about movies that have been in production forever that might happen or movies that were planned and then never happened. Movies that you wish would happen. Yeah, TV shows you wish had gotten a movie, etc. Or that et hadn't got cancelled. Yeah. So just the realm of hypotheticals to do with movies and TVs and our favourite franchises. Cool. Because you know what brought this on? What? We, you actually showed me the headline the other, I think it was the other week, that the Uncharted movie... Oh, yeah. Long in gestation it has been has finally got a release date yeah and is apparently going to be a real movie which is hard to believe because it's been it's been planned and rumored and worked on behind the scenes for so long and i gotta tell you i don't know how i feel about the current form they've given it okay i like tom holland don't get me wrong I like his. I like Tom Holland. I like his Spider Man a lot. The fact that he does a Queen's accent so well is just—it's very impressive. I really enjoy his take on the character, but I don't want this movie to be about young Nathan Drake. It is though. The whole—the reason why Uncharted fans love the games is because he is a Indiana Jones analog, obviously. So if you make a movie about something other than what the games are primarily about, yeah. what's the point? The only reason to do that would be if you are engaging in extreme hubris and assuming that this is going to be a franchise that you start. I so think, this would be like a prologue movie, the, the origin story. I think with Tom Holland, they could do that. Tom Holland is very popular yeah but he's too young unless they spread the movies out oh you're saying wait for him to age into the adult nathan drake role but he looks so young still i mean i was gonna say maybe if they do him first and then they age they age up they get someone else but then it probably won't be as popular because it's not tom holland they'd still have to get like a big name yeah, it does have precedent in the games, to be fair. It's not like they're just pulling this straight out of their ass. In Uncharted 3, famously, there's a a big reveal, which kind of was shocking at the time because it was so unexpected, in that you get to play as young Drake. Wow. You get to see him as whatever, 13-year-old. You get to see him meeting Sully for the first time and how he gets en- enmeshed in this whole mythology about francis drake and its relation to him and the ring and whatnot and that's cool but that's like a relatively small part of that game the game is still primarily about adult nathan drake and there's more than one game yeah so it's not like you you know it's pretty set in stone that like nathan drake is of a certain time in his life and Uh, let's not even get into the tragedy yeah the unspeakable sadness at the base of my heart that 
Nathan Fillion never got to play Nathan Drake. I know. They waited too long. <sighs> he got too old. He's they, not even too old. That thing that he did like six months ago. That fan film was fucking awesome. And he looked so like he really looked the part. Like he, he did, looked so yeah. good. And I, I just feel like they still could do it if they did it in the next year or two. Well, they could do it because, like, for example, in in Uncharted Four, the last Uncharted game, Nathan Drake is older. He is about roughly the age. He's an older man. He's not like in his thirties, so they could have Nathan. I keep getting the names mixed up. They could have Nathan Fillion play that older version of him, but I think fans want to see the young version of Nathan Drake as well. In that fan film, though, he looked young enough to be like the prime Nathan Drake. I don't know he if did. he did. He looked very good. He looks great. He looks perfect. Don't get me wrong. That's why it's so sad. That he never. That's the role that he was truly born to play. It was, yeah. His real life personality is so like Nathan Drake. The the fact that they're both characters, wise cracking quippers, and they're both kind of carefree and are very funny and very just charming. Kind of looks like him as well. Of course he does. Yeah. It's just it make it's so. And he knows the fans know. He knows. So it's like, why hasn't it happened? Yeah. It's dumb. It's really dumb. And this brings me on to why do they never get video game movies right? Why can't they just get it right? That's a good question. There arguably has never been a really good video game movie. There have they been... always do it too late. Yes. For one. We've talked about this about so many different things. Yeah. They always strike when the iron is fucking dead cold. Yeah. They do it 15 like... years too late. This is not necessarily a proper example, but it's a bit of an example. Angry Birds. <laughs> Angry Birds was a thing like nine years ago. Yeah. And then the movie only came out like a year or two four ago. years ago. Like they waited, maybe it was only a year <laughs> or two, yeah. But they waited so yeah. long. And yeah, and I feel like that there was only just. There was only just an Assassin's Creed movie like two years yeah. ago as well. Assassin's Creed is still a relevant <laughs> franchise, though, to be fair. Still. I've heard that movie is pretty crappy. And they got Michael Fassbender I for know. it. He's like a real high-caliber actor. He's a actor, legit actor. <laughs> and they still couldn't manage to make a good movie with him. And Assassin's Creed is so fit for a movie. In a way, it's like generic. It's not, though, because you don't know that the other part of Assassin's Creed is that... Or maybe you do know if you've seen the trailer, but the whole crux of the games is the duality between there's the assassins, which are in a particular time period, and then there is modern day people who are, be, who are being experimented on to pull those memories out of them. Um, so it's like set today and I it's also I set in the past. I don't know anything about Assassin's Creed. Right. I don't know why I said it was... Suggest- I think I was getting confused with something else. Um, yeah, why can't they get it right? It's so strange. I'm not even... I, I Just then it might have sounded like I was making an impassioned plea for why it would be so great. I'm not even a, a fan of Assassin's Creed. I've played one or two of the games. No, I mean, why can't they get any of them? It's never game? really hooked me. I'm just saying that... If you're going to take any game to make into like a cool, good movie, that's a good foundation. 
Yeah, I was thinking if there was any video game movies that I wanted, which is like a weird thing to think because I don't play video games. Sure. But um, oppositely, like I kind of wanted like a Twilight video game. If there was yeah. a Twilight video game, I feel like I'd play it all the time. You know who could have made a really good Twilight adventure game? The people who make the Walking Dead games, Telltale. Yeah. That style of game would have been perfect for a game, maybe where you're not even one of the main characters, but it's set in Forks. Yes. And you kind of like have to find clues to what's going on. To like expose the vampires. What about this? Let's write this collaboratively right now. Collaboratively. You're a reporter for the Forks High School newspaper, and you've caught wind that there's something weird about the Cullen family. Ooh. And you're like trailing behind what happens in the movies and you're trying to figure it out for yourself. That's so cool. How do I pitch this? How can we get this made? Unfortunately, Telltale Studios kind of closed down. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't they stop making... Yeah. But yeah, that would have been cool. They had a good run though. They made so many different... They made a Game of Thrones game. They made a Walking Dead game. Is that that browser game? No. Oh. They made a Batman game. Wow. They made a bunch of other they're games. Just... I don't. Who knows? That's true. The financial behind-the-scenes stuff that we'll never... They're big games, so I don't feel like it can't be finances. It's got to be, like, say it's three people main who own it. Maybe they're okay. just, like, disbanding or something. I love how you have to, like... <laughs> Nature doesn't abhor a vacuum half as much as Samantha Jones. <sighs> Whatever. So, do you have an example you would like to talk about on your side? Oh, I don't have any more video game stuff. In terms of movies that I would like to get made or that were nearly made or that <laughs> not, I don't, I'm really finding it hard to think of any. Okay. In terms of actual movies. I always just go back to Twilight. I always have like a Twilight themed whatever. Are there any movies that have been in production, How? No. That you want to finally see the mm. light of day? You know what I want? I want a good, proper, feature-length yellow wallpaper movie. That's such a weird it choice. It is, but with all the movies that are being like adapted from books, that has been adapted a few times, but it's usually like a short, and it's with unknown people. I'm not saying it has to be with a big name, but wouldn't it be cool if there was a big, huge movie about it? Because it's such a good book, and it's such a strange, yeah. but also um, relatable thing. And given that it's kind of held up as a example of proto-feminist literature, I feel like it could do well to, in today's climate. Yes, I do. I definitely do feel that way. So Who would you cast as the protagonist? <clears throat> Let's play fantasy casting. My stomach is making a lot of grumbling noises right now. Really? Which I resent because I fed it a bagel recently. And that doesn't <laughs> seem to be enough. That was so cute. I fed it a bagel like it's a pet. And it's still growling. How is that fine? How is that good? How is that democratic? Oh, Rudy was growling at me the other day. Yeah. It was horrible. We had to put him in his box and take him somewhere. Oh, yeah. Anyway... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like you need someone who's got kind of a melancholy feeling to them. Kristen Stewart? No. I think you need someone who looks 
Be careful. Who looks like they could kind of be like a depressed aristocratic Yeah, wife. I forget the... Yeah, but it wouldn't necessarily have to be set. I'm picturing someone tall and kind of with sad eyes. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Kind of like an Elizabeth Olsen. N- she's not tall. <laughs> well, she doesn't have to be tall. But she has those eyes, you know? Mm. What about... And she has the long, straight hair. I feel like, you know what? Yeah. What about Kate Blanchett? No. It have to be someone young. What does it have to be? I feel... I've... Does it state how old she is in the book? No, but I get the feeling that it's like just after her first child. <sighs> so I feel like she'd be in her 20s, maybe early 30s. What about... Who did we recently see in Vice playing Dick Cheney's wife? Yes. Of a, Amy Adams? No. Amy Adams? No. Maybe it's just because I really like Amy Adams. And yeah. I want to cast her in everything. No. Yeah, so I haven't really been able to think. <laughs> we didn't get, we didn't come to any kind of conclusion. Though. I haven't really able to, been able to think of any like movies. We always talk about. You always say to me, "What are you going to do if they reboot the Twilight Saga?" And I'm like, "Well, they will at some point." I feel like they've not they as in the people who actually are in charge of this, but there have been you know sort of like shitty articles where it's like. Who would it they, be? They might be reboot, but the, there's no actual real source. They're just sure. pulling it out their ass. Um, How much are you looking forward to when they cast a YouTuber as Bella and do. a SoundCloud rapper as Edward with face tattoos? I feel like I don't want them to reboot it because I don't feel like there's been enough time. There definitely hasn't. And But at the same time, I love the story, so... So I feel like if I could get more of it, then I'd be fine with it. But then obviously if it's not good, like if I don't like the people, I mean, it'd be really hard to like the people because I really liked the people in the last one. They were perfect, Yeah, if you will. So apart from that, I haven't really been able to think of any movies, but I have lots of issues with the TV shows. Okay. Can I go into some video game examples? Yeah. Because I made a little list. Of, yeah, you made a little list, a list. Off the top of my head. So obviously the big one, the big unmade movie is probably big one. the long-ruminated, <laughs> long-planned Halo movie, uh. which I've heard about for so long. Peter Jackson was attached to it originally, and then... There was that New Zealand sci-fi director. Do you remember Neil Blomkamp? Blomkamp? He, District 9. Oh, He yeah. did, um, I forget. Oh, Elysium. His, his movies all the kind of have movie. the same kind of gritty, lo-fi feel. Oh, they're the same movie. <laughs> no, how dare you? Oh, yeah. So that's been... Is Matt Damon in both of them? I think he might be, yeah. Look, some directors just have a special connection. I know, but when it's like the same movie. It's not the same movie. I mean, it is. No, it's not. (laughs) In my mind, it is. I'm not like a huge fan of him, but I feel like the man deserves his due. They're not the same movie. Whatever. I do not think a Halo movie would work well. A, because if you have the Master Chief as the protagonist, he wears a helmet. So? I don't think 
people who have no connection to the Halo universe will be able to connect to a character they can't see the face of. Why does it have to? This is my problem. When they adapt things, they're always trying to like do it so that they can invite new um, viewers as well. Okay. And I get that. I understand why, but it's fucking annoying. <laughs> because it's like they have to not do certain things right. because they want it to be accessible to everyone. The casuals. But then then the product suffers. You water it down. Because they do it with TV as well, where it's like they want people to be able to jump in at any episode of the season. But it's like, stop worrying about new viewers and just worry about the ones you have. Yes. Because in most cases, you're not getting any new viewers, but you are going to lose the viewers you already have if you fuck around. <laughs> so when are they going to, sure. when are they going to accept that? So when they adapt things and they are like, we can't do that because no one's going to know what it is. It's like, well, you know who knows what it is and who cares? <laughs> Who's passionately going to go to the tw- midnight showings and fucking yeah. camp and do all this? The people who know that you don't see who Master Chief is, that's who. And I think people could get behind it if it was told well. I love Master Chief. I've <laughs> never played a Halo game, but I've watched you play Halo. Okay. We watched like that weird was it a TV series or a like mini series yeah, or something? Forward unto Dawn, which yeah. was like a live action mini series. And I love Master Chief and I love that you don't see his face. If they gave him a face all of a sudden, it would be like stop that. I don't think they would. I don't think you could. Because it's such an integral part of his character. Yeah. I think, well, first of all, I think you would have to do it live action if you wanted it to be mainstream successful. I don't think an animated video game movie could ever be, could ever be a blockbuster success. Who wants that when there's already a video game? It's just like having a video game. It's true. Game. It's like the CGI cutscenes in the games it's, are already so good. Yeah. I just think, I think it could, it could be cool if it was done really well and given all the care and attention and respect and love it deserves but i can just see it being a bland action movie yeah. with lots of cgi fights against aliens that with a million cuts where you can't tell what's going on it's tom cruise but at the end he takes his helmet off. tom cruise voices master chief mm. i feel like the the oh the voice is so good as well yeah he has that kind of gravelly gruff voice cortana cortana Wake me when you need me. Don't make a girl a promise if you know you can't keep it. Uh, <laughs> the fucking lads upstairs ruining our shit. That poignant happening. moment. It was the like, end, <gasps> The denouement from Halo 2, if you will. What is he yelling at? It's like ghosts <laughs> of his past life. Sports, probably. <laughs> Don't want to be that chick who stereotypes that guy, but it's true. But to be honest, yeah. Yeah. I I think the relationship between him and Cortana could be cool on screen. But again, you have to caveat all of this with if they do it right. Ooh, cast Cortana. I don't... Well, she wouldn't be live action. She can't be live action. She has to be CGI. She could. She could be like that... that Just um, a, a woman painted blue. She would be like in Blade Runner, the new Blade Runner. You know, the- oh. Ah, that's not a bad idea. Like real real life 
actor made to look like a hologram. Yeah. That's not bad. So who would it be? Cast, 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 wait. Can't say Amy Adams yet. Amy Adams. I'm taking her out of the pool. <laughs> I don't know. No one springs to mind, honestly. I'd have to really sit and think about that. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh. Well, now you just... short hair. Now you're just... Creaming all over the place. I don't know. <laughs> I am a big fan of her, so I'll let her do whatever she wants. <laughs> Up to and including sitting on my face. So... She could make a good Cortana. I don't care who they cast as Master Chief because he's in a suit of armor most of the time. They should just cast the guy who played him in the miniseries who plays um, Felix in Twilight. Yeah, they basically just need someone who's seven foot tall, burly, Burly. can have the physicality of the character. Just have like a skinny seven foot. (laughs) Like an NBA player, seven foot two, skinny as a rake. Yeah, I, I don't think this film will ever come to fruition. And B, like we're talking about, it's it's not too late in that the Halo games are still coming out, but the I think we've passed the peak of the fervor. There's yeah, still obviously a big fan community around Halo, and people still do really care. They and should have a, done it like seven yes, years ago. Yes, they should have done it around Halo 3. That, yeah. I think, was about the peak of the fan passion and the the massive swell of just, we need anything Halo you can give us. But I don't see it coming out. It's been too long. It's been in production hell, languishing, passing between different directors like Hot Potato. I just don't think it will ever come out. And that's probably a good thing on balance. Sad. It is sad, but we're still getting Halo games. So, okay. There was a planned Bioshock movie. Yeah, I saw this. When I couldn't figure, like, I couldn't think of any movies that I wanted, I decided to look at a couple of lists of, like, TV um, movies that never got made or whatever. Um, But I saw Bioshock was on the list. Bioshock would be a good movie. It would be. If you did it, again, you have to caveat, disclaimer, etc., etc., with if they did it right... Bioshock could be a mainstream success that people fall in love with. I feel like it'd be like a creepy horror, but not really weird. Yes. Like period piece. Yes. The the art style of the first two Bioshock games that are set in Rapture. I guess you kind of go back in. I guess you kind of go back to Rapture in the in Bioshock Infinite in the DLC. But anyway. The the art style of Rapture is, I think, pound for pound, my favorite visual world design from any video game ever. It is very It's so unique. Pretty. That combination of kind of dilapidated city beneath the sea with its ornate... Creepy antique. Baroque art deco styling. It's just, it's such an interesting look. The music is very Oh, yes, it is. Good. Those violins, those creepy yeah. kind of... And it's, like, creepy, but, like, upbeat. Like... Yeah, because it also has kind of, like, the 50s yeah. swing music sometimes. Like, music from that time. It's a very satisfying game in that it looks and feels and sounds good. Right. And then on top of that, you also have the fact that it is good. Yeah. 
And I, I haven't even played it, by the way. This is all just from observing. And I think people would not expect for a video game movie that it has such deep philosophical underpinnings that it's trying to reference and integrate all this heady kind of intellectual theorizing about the human condition and the perfect society and the infinite improvability of man etc etc people would go into it thinking okay well it's got a cool kind of moody dark look but is it just another guy with a gun shooting bad guys and then they would realize that this is actually this story is actually trying to do much more than yeah. just the 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 classic dumb fps so yeah it could be super cool it will never happen the project is apparently officially dead now partly because they wanted it to be r rated I feel like it's got to be, right? Given the whole... Or like an NC-17 or whatever. The situation with the little sisters and the big daddies, I don't really <laughs> see how you could do that without some really dark, fucked up scenes. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds fucked up. I'd like to be your big zaddy. Well. Do you want to gather some Adam for me? Do I want to gather some Adam? Yeah, that I guess that kind of has a second meaning what? when you think about it. What does it mean? Find me a cute boy called Adam to kiss. Oh, okay. It didn't at a party mean when I'm 15. Anything to me in, Call back. in terms of what you said, but I said no. You're so cute. Find me a cute boy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that movie is, is sadly six feet under, never to be. And again, we're past... It were past the time yeah. where Bioshock is a huge thing in, in the gaming world or just in the world in when, general. When the, I feel like this is the time with all the streaming services and everything c- about to burst open, I feel like people are going to jump on things more and there's going to be so much more content created that they're going to, it's not, you know, you've seen the rate at which it's like adaptations and reboots compared to actual original material. So you never know. With all the stuff that needs to be, these streaming services need to be filled with stuff. It's true. So I just think the moment has passed. Yeah, you never know. You never, never know. <laughs> you never, never, I feel never, like people never, never, never. never. <laughs> Secrets. Singy secrets. Yeah. People never really talk about making a movie out of the third Bioshock game, Bioshock Infinite, which is set on Columbia, which is a flying city, which has a very different, much more brightly coloured kind of open look to it. It has a very unique style. People never really mention making a film out of that because the fact that it's a city floating in the sky would require a lot more CGI, I think. Mm. And that... I just don't think it would translate as well. Because in that game, you're doing all this acrobatic stuff of, like, swinging around these rails. And it just... The first game is is very claustrophobic and confined and very grounded. And I just think that would lend itself better to a normal movie. We just stopped so I could have a snack this time. Boys need to get the little snacks on. <laughs> he had a little snack bar with a little milk. It was adorable. Because <laughs> my tummy was rumbling something fierce, I yeah. tell you. You know what? I'm not the snack. I'm the whole meal. Yeah. The, 
Quoting Lizzo. Call yourself a fan. (laughs) There's so much going on. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so... Let's move on to one of your examples, if you would. Okay, so TV shows. Okay. There have been TV shows that didn't get their dues. (laughs) Their dues in life. Their juice. Are you obsessed with Lizzo? I know I am. Meh, meh. Oh, baby. Yeah, so... (laughs) (laughs) My biggest one, my biggest main one, like my TV show that got cancelled that was like... Your thing. Hurts still to to this day. Pains you in your heart. Is My So-Called Life. Do you know anything about My So-Called Life? I know literally nothing. My So-Called Life was a show that aired in 1994... I was one years old. <laughs> I was nine. I think though, I that we that because this was back when England didn't get the show straight away. Right. So I don't know how much of a delay there was, but in my mind, I was nine or ten, probably mm. ten. So yeah. So the show aired in nineteen ninety four. And it only had 19 episodes. It was meant to have 22, like most seasons, but it got cancelled before the last three were made. It starred Claire Danes. She got cast in the role as Angela Chase when she was 13. But I think she was 15 when they began filming. Okay. Or maybe 14. And Jared Leto as the love interest, who was 23. And I didn't know this. Hmm. It's weird because they both look... I see. He does look older than her, but not by that much. He looks very... I mean, you've seen him now. He still looks young. He's like... I don't know. I was going to say he's 50, but I don't think he's... I don't think he's 50. No, if it was 94 and he was 20... Yeah. I don't know maths. I think he's probably early 40s. I don't think that works out. If he was 23 and 94... Okay, I don't... I don't know. Okay. So maybe he's 50. Anyway. I don't know numbers. I don't know maths. I'm just I a pretty face. I don't know mathematicals. Steph's listening to this going, it's like simple maths, guys. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Steph, when you come over, can you teach us arithmetic? <laughs> can you teach us trigonometry? So this show, I don't know. It was the first, my first show that I was into. Your first so-called show? Don't even try I'll show it. myself out. Just do it, yeah. It was my first show that I was like, this is a show that I'm obsessed with. This show means something to me. Can you give me like... I relate to this show on an extreme level. It was basically as... It was basically all about this girl and her kind of awakening. That's vague. She was like... Did she have powers? No. She was like 15 or whatever, the character. She's a mutant. And she... (laughs) This is an X-Men prequel. She's rogue. So basically it was just about her and her pa- like her parents and her friends and her kind of first love. But there was just something about it. She was a like a real 15-year-old rather than 15 but acting way younger or 15 but acting like a 21-year-old. She had tantrums and she thought thought and spoke in like a very just simple yet 
deeply emotional way. I don't know, it was very strange. The dialogue was very good. Or her, like, mono- in a monologue and her dialogue was very good. So, yeah, I... She was the, also one of those characters where you want to be her and you want to be her best friend and you kind of want to be with her. Wow. All at the same time. The Trinity. Yeah. I thought I was Angela Chase. Okay. I... She, at the beginning of the show, she kind of, like I said, she kind of is awakening to, like, you know, moving on from her, like, adolescent friends to her teenage friends and finding what her identity might be in her teenage years. And she dyes her hair red and... I begged my mom to let me dye my hair red. And she <laughs> sure. let me, I don't even know about this, but like there was these like wash and go dyes that lasted for like six washes or whatever. Right. And so she let me dye my hair red. And Angela, this was 94, so it was like deep in the grunge years. <laughs> and she would wear like a flannel shirt and I got a flannel shirt. As you do. And I just was like, yeah, like, you know. You know. <laughs> You're making the cutest facial expressions right now. And so, yeah, it was just dreamy. I, it was so good. it only got one season. And the show, yeah, it only got 19 episodes. The show dealt with, like, loads of shit as well. Like, first love. There was the first gay teenager on TV. Okay. Um, His name was Ricky. And it dealt with, like, domestic violence, homelessness, like, assault. Like, it dealt with lots of things. The parents were, like, characters in it as well. And, um, yeah, it was just really good. And... Do you know why it was cancelled? Yeah, the rating, like, it was critically, like, acclaimed. But the rate... It has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it has 99 or 95 on Metacritic. Jesus. And it's it's seen as one of the best TV shows of all time. Right. One of and one of like the best cult classics and stuff. So it had like a cult following. And I think also the the I read that like the network kind of misunderstood what the audience was meant to be. Right. And stuff like I think I read that it briefly went to MTV because they didn't know what to do, even okay. though it was like an ABC show or something. So they were going to cancel it because of the ratings. And I read that they almost picked it back up, but then Claire Dane said that she couldn't continue the show anyway because of a filming schedule. I think it was not long after that that she did Romeo and Juliet. And so... Isn't Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. also much older than her in that film? I don't know. I think if she's like 15 or 16 or something. I think I vaguely recall you saying that to me. I think he's probably like 20 or whatever by then. I'm not sure though. What a world we live in. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just such a good show and it got cancelled and... You want a movie? It hurts. It hurts. Okay. I mean, they wouldn't obviously be able to continue it because the ad- the adults are like... <laughs> fi- I mean, the kids are 50 now. But they could, I mean, the only way to do it would be to reboot it with the new cast as 15-year-olds. But it doesn't but mean I've, anything to kids now. Yeah, and also I feel like they would try to update everything and it wouldn't work. 
Do you right. know what I mean? So there'd be a storyline about Fortnite and sh- WhatsApp groups. Yeah, yeah. So unless they rebooted it and set it in the nineties, kind of like how you have like nostalgia, show, yeah, things now. I don't know. It just hurts, man. You don't want them to use the same actors and have it called my so-called middle age. No, 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 no. No, also, no. Jared Leto's too big for that shit now. Yeah, I think he... I vaguely remember reading that, like, he hated, like, being, like, still known for it kind of thing. Really? But I think this was back, like... I don't think anyone still knows him for that. In the middle of his career where he was... Apart Jordan from Catalano, fans. are you kidding? No, that is his OG, like... That was when Jared Leto first came in. This one passed me by, unfortunately. How dare you? So yeah, that's one of my shows that I It died before its time. Yeah. It's like sad. It was a preemie. It's like Firefly. Such a short Easy season. Does it tread <laughs> lightly with reverence, fucker. <laughs> that might be the funniest thing you've said to me today. Wow, mark fucker. it down. Fucker. <laughs> Say it. No, I'm not a Say it, no. monkey. Say it. <laughs> Yeah, good yeah. times. Um, I'm just a performing ape for you in so the zoo. I could go on and say some more. Do you want or do yeah, you let's have do more a, video let's games? Let's do a back and forth. Yeah, okay. What's a round robin? Is it when you call people? <laughs> uh, is it when? Is it like a when one person calls one person and then the next? Oh. Okay. Person calls the next person. That's not what I was thinking. Or am I thinking of something else? What's it called when you get two stacks of paper and you like, is it collate? Where you take a sheet from one, then a sheet from the other, then a sheet from one, then a sheet from the other. And what are you doing? You're like, you're like threading them into each other. So it's one from one part, one from the other part, one from the other part. I don't know what that's called. This has a name, but it's... I had to do it one time. I worked at a printer's. And one of the menial jobs that they had me do was basically just... I want to say it was it's called... Was co- it menial? Was it at a printer's? Yes, it was. Right. It was. This isn't like a Kinko's in America. It was an industrial printer for like leaflets and takeout menus and stuff like that. But yeah, one of the things they basically saddled me with was here's several stacks of paper. They need to be put... Oh, I can't think of the word. Okay, whatever. But anyway... My- and you thought that was called round robin? <laughs> no, that was a different thing. Oh, I was trying to think of a good. Because you said what's a round robin? You know when you did the thing with the paper. <laughs> I was trying to think of a good word to describe us going back and forth and giving an example each oh time. Oh my god, this has been about that. <laughs> this ten-minute conversation has been about that. Ten minute? What kind of oh. time dilation wormhole have you been falling Speaking into? Speaking of time, you don't know time. You're very bad with time. Okay. I just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> you just insult my temporal knowledge. Fuck you. Wow. I love you. I love you too, but... You're a time god. Questions remain. Or maybe just a god in general. Okay. You're, you're my god. Interesting. I worship you. You should. You do. You will. Don't you need to tap your microphone down? I'll tap your ass. What does that mean? With my tongue. <laughs> This is staying in the podcast, by the way. No! <laughs> okay, the next one. I can just imagine, like, tapping. 
You're making tongue darting motions. Tapping your ass with my tongue. The listener should know. I feel like I'd have to have like a really long tongue that you have to unravel. Like a lizard tongue? No one Blah. wants that. Blah. Blah. It's hard to, hard to describe <laughs> what I just witnessed. <laughs> but I will tell my therapist 20 years from now. Okay, the next entry on the, the list of video game movies I've got is The Last of Us. Again, this is another film that could be really fucking good. Is that the... um? There's like a disease... Like a zombie, but yeah. not zombies. It's kind of like a... What am I thinking of? The a, words. A virus? Yeah. An infection? Yeah. An outbreak? An outbreak. <laughs> we got there in the end. Jesus. It's like a word search. Yeah. <laughs> Ignore the fact that The Last of Us is kind of... Let me a, choose my words carefully here. A Walking Dead ripoff? No, not even slightly. I don't know what you're talking about. It's very similar to the Cormac McCarthy book and later movie version of The Road. And I've read oh, that book yeah. and I've seen that movie. We watched the movie. There's quite a bit of overlap between them. And I think the the people who made this game, the developers, admitted that was one of their inspirations. But it it is quite similar. Um, so I wonder how people would react given there's a movie that would be very similar to it. Uh, this adaptation if it ever happened so this has been discussed for quite a while i was gonna say i guess the difference is from what i saw the video game i feel like it's not as lonely the road was very lonely yeah that's true it's basically just him and like i'm saying it's not a copycat but they're very similar they're in mm. the same vein. The difference is obviously in The Last of Us, you've got the the zombies, you've got other survivors. I told you there were zombies. I didn't disagree. Oh. <laughs> so this film has been on the back burner for, I feel like, a long time now. There was Apparently there was a real chance of it happening. There was a script that was made. It was green lit etc etc and now it has just fallen by the wayside and is apparently never going to happen i always said to you young ellen page would have been a great casting for ellie oh yeah there's a few people who could have played a good ellie and i feel like they've all kind of aged out of it now which is a shame who are the other people um i'm not going to be able to remember their names who's the girl she plays hit girl in kickass Chloe Grace Moretz? Yeah, young Chloe Grace Moretz could have made a good Ellie. Completely different to Ellen Page. Yeah, okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying You that. better fucking apologise. <laughs> I'm holding up a machete. You fucking bitch. Um, um, you know yeah. when she gets older, who could, I could see playing a good Ellie? The girl from Logan. Yeah. If she gets a bit older in her teenage years... The girl who actually, the girl who voices Ellie when she was younger would have made a good Ellie. Yeah, but she's now a woman. She's She's a a grown woman. I, yeah, I think this film could have been really good because it is essentially, although there is zombies in it, it's not about that. It is literally about this kind of quasi father-daughter relationship between these two survivors. And how they fight at first, but then eventually they kind of form a bond. 
And that's really the the emotional core of the game and its storyline. So I think it could be a good dramatic movie where the zombies and the whole cordyceps infection is just this kind of intriguing peripheral thing in the world. It's not the focus point. This isn't a quote-unquote zombie movie. Where is it set? Uh, that's is a good a question. City? No, they, they go across America. They're traveling. I'm pretty sure it's set in the US. Is he her dad? No. He's not, right? He's a smuggler and he gets paid to transport her. In the very beginning, I used to kind of get this confused, not confused, but I'd mingle it in my head with The Walking Dead. Because the first Walking Dead game I tried to play, it was a girl and a man. Yeah. And that he wasn't her dad. No. And so it was like. It's a bit similar, yeah. In my head, it was the same. What was it? Clementine. Clementine, Well, she's very young. Yeah. And they have a different relationship. Doesn't Ellie become like a teenager eventually? That's in the second game. Yeah. Which I'm very, very hyped for. Because I remember she... Oh, the second game isn't out yet? No, it's coming out soon. That whole Last of Us that we've seen then was only one game? Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) The magic of digital storytelling. She's the she's the same age throughout the whole like game. I feel like you've been playing The Last of Us for years, though. No, I played it originally back on the PlayStation Three, and then when they re-released it as a uh, upresed version, I replayed it on the PlayStation Four. That's why. But yeah, it's a it's a masterpiece game, and I could see it translating well to the the big screen. Yeah. I, Especially because they do travel across. Yeah. Places that would be pretty cool. Who would you cast as Joel? My first four, Josh Brolin. Too old. I think he needs to be in his 30s, maybe 40. I don't know. I think like a... I don't think his age is that important. No, but he's protecting her and like traveling with them across the country. So I feel like he needs to be of certain... Young and vital. We need like a gruff still. Yeah, he has his you know. his whole character is centered around his gruffness. That he's taciturn and short tempered and whatnot. I can't you could bet he a the casting silt, of a bit of silt and pepper in his hair. Yes. The casting of Ellie is much more important than Joel. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are loads of men I feel like that could do that. I feel like most but actors could pull off Joel well. Mm. But Ellie will take a a level of subtlety. That I think finding a young actor to execute on would be difficult. Yeah. But yeah, apparently that is dead as the dodo. So don't that look sucks. forward to it anytime soon. Something, you- I, something I missed about... Well, with the second game, maybe that will reignite okay. things. Something I missed when talking about Michael Sword like, my my so called life. What just happened? I don't know. My Lego brain bricks came out of your mouth. I was in. <laughs> that's a in the shape of an actual house. That's such a hilarious, like absurd. You just imagine that in some weird, absurd TV show or movie where it's just like what? I just like pop out. A perfectly formed Lego structure comes out. This happened to me when I was in therapy the other day. I was talking and talking and talking, and then all of a sudden my words became my letters and my words became like insanely jumbled and i was like what has happened interesting um 
You do sometimes speak so quickly that you it becomes like a train wreck. I lose... Nice. (laughs) That was a dramatic way to put it, I admit. Yeah, I lose words. I was watching back... No, I wasn't watching it back. (laughs) On repeat, all day long, in your underwear. (laughs) I was editing... No, naked, baby. Sure. I was editing one of my videos, and I was saying a sentence, and there was like four words... And one of the words in the middle just got eaten. There was no... I completely missed a word out. As you do. Because I think I tried to say it, but I was talking in such a way that it just ate the word. Was there a fly? I don't know. There is a fly. I'm scared. It's by your head. Do this. (laughs) Don't let it get you. Those were noises of exertion, listener. He was doing the Not cutest... Not sex noises, okay? He was doing the cutest little flaily um, thing. Yeah, a thing that I missed about My So Good Life was, in terms of like, the ratings, it was up against Friends and oh. Mad About You. Oh, that's brutal. It's like, why? Why would you do it? Insane. So, yeah. Can I interest and you the... in a Friends movie? I recently... <sighs> so... Jennifer Aniston went on Ellen recently and actually said yes to her friends. She was like, you know what, I would. And the the rest of the girls would, and I think the guys would. And I think my count before that, the only person that had said no is Lisa Kudrow. And she's saying the girls would. Recast her. Now, the only holdout is the creators said as recently as this year... Find new writers. That, that they didn't think that they would do it because it's about a time in your life when your friends are your family, but now they've got their own families, so it's, like, different. I kind of get that, but, you know, I love it so much that I just want more. That's but true. at the same time, I don't want to be disappointed with some yeah. crap. I don't want it to come back and it be like, oh. You risk kind of besmirching the legacy. Yeah. So, anyway, oh, do I, am I saying the yeah. show? Okay, so... My another show that got cancelled. <laughs> a single teardrop. And that got like a really short amount of time is Moonlight. Okay. What do you know about Moonlight? I know that we have a DVD of it on the shelf. We do? Yeah. It's here? Yeah. I forgot it was here. Because you have it's such a large well. collection. Um, actually don't. Who's it signed by? Jason Doring. Oh, I thought it was Johnny Moonlight. Isn't that the titular character? Yeah. He's eponymous. His name is Mick. (laughs) Right, okay. What a name. Anyway, yeah, Moonlight was a vampire show. Main character. It it was basically, on the surface, an angel ripoff, where it was like a, a sort of like vampire detective, et cetera, you know? So, I don't know. It was a really good show. It wasn't... I don't, it wasn't as good as Angel, but it was really good. And at the time, what are you doing? <laughs> Checking something on my phone. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. At the time, I was obsessed with the show. So much so that I ran a website for the show. Oh, wow. Like a fan website. Yeah. You pull out a quarterly zine. I even arranged like a meetup with the UK fans Whoa. that I chickened out. <laughs> and you arranged it? 
Wow. I, this was the beginning of my, like, anxieties. And just the morning of, I really freaked out. And so I didn't end up going. But, yeah, I went to a couple of Moonlight conventions as well. They were really small conventions, like, super small. And they, like, paired... Because one of the guys in the show was also in Veronica Mars, and the Veronica Mars conventions were really small. <laughs> they paired the conventions. That makes sense. Kind of like how when they did another Veronica Mars convention, they paired it with Prison Break because okay. they, those conventions were really small as well. So it was like, yeah, it was strange. Anyway, so the show, we only got 16 episodes because it was the year of the writer's strike. Do you remember this? I do recall. Yeah, so they had to obviously stop. And so the show aired for like 12 episodes and then the writer's strike happened and then it came back for four more episodes. And then it got cancelled. It had, again, a cult following in that there was like a small but very passionate... Oh, going back to My So Good Life, My So Good Life was the first show to have like a internet save the show campaign oh okay and Moonlight, in 1997 in 1994 whoa yeah wow that's early yeah it was the first one to have it wow so when moonlight was going to get cancelled that also had like a save campaign and they would do like blood drives and stuff because it was a vampire show it was all very good but um did the show have any kind of unique hook yeah, I don't know. What sets it apart for Not you? Not really. I mean, it was just a good show. Okay. You know? And I really like. Yeah, I just really liked it. In terms of, like, what the vampires were like, because obviously every show, the vampires are slightly different. Um, he could go out in the sun, but the sun made him weaker. Okay. And he had, like, all the same kind of powers, except it, there were some psychic powers. A little bit. Interesting. With these vampires. Shannon Sossaman was in the yeah, show. Yeah, buddy. She was his sire. She's our girl. And he's like ex who turned him. And yeah. And Jason Doring was in it. And he was like this cool, badass, like older vampire. And this was where one of the show, vampire laws where the older you get, the stronger you are. Which right. makes sense. Twilight did this backwards. But... All other vampire shows ever, the older you are, the stronger you are. And, yeah, it was just a good... It was a good show. And they were introducing more and more characters, and then, obviously, it got cancelled. Another ratings thing? Yeah, like, the ratings weren't amazing, and, obviously, the writer's strike happened. And I feel like the writer's strike killed a few shows. No, Yeah, no you doubt. Know? So... I love that show. I think I'm, I think I'm going to do a rewatch of it because I haven't watched it in like eight years. Right. So I think I'm going to do a rewatch of it. That and my so-called life. Sure. But I was obsessed with that show, and I was really upset when it ended. And if the listeners wanted to find your Moonlight fan blog, what's the URL for that? No, 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 no. SammyLovesMoonlight.blogspot.com. I don't have it anymore. It's funny because I ran like a fan site for it, but I did not know how to get like stuff. You know when like fan websites and stuff, they always somehow know how to get like the pictures early. Yeah. And I didn't know how to do that. 
I don't know where people went to get that. And I had seen like a, a similar site being run in like a different country and I would just steal theirs. Like it weren't there. It wasn't their stuff. They just had it. They just had it. Right. So often I would take what they had and like change it or whatever. And I had to learn how to like read the ratings in America and like post about the ratings and stuff. Wow. I, I met people through it and it was sure. kind of cool. I can't wait to go back and read your live journal entries about each episode. Your thoughts on how they emotionally impacted you. How dare you. I love What music show. you were listening to at the time. That was another show as well where my mom. So many strange <laughs> noises coming from upstairs. <laughs> where my mom was also obsessed with it and we went to conventions together. and She would also post on like the forum. Wow. Yeah. It was Did you not crazy. feel strange lusting after we moody, lusted after- tall, dark and handsome vampires together with your mom? No, but I felt weird when she told me that he looked a bit like my dad. Hmm. Well, he doesn't. Okay. But he doesn't, but I can kind of see what she means. Interesting. But I'm also okay with that in a weird kind of way. Electro complex? Moving on. I'm going to skip through a couple of mine quickly because they don't really require that much being said. Yeah, those two TV shows are my big ones. Right. So I've got like a couple of small... Potatoes. Beans. I get. I mean, are there large oh, beans? beans are yeah, small, I think you kind of get those giant baked beans. I don't know if you've ever seen those. You can. Yeah. You know when like such and such does something for charity, and then they're like, "Oh, getting a bath of baked beans." That's such an English thing to do. I. That's like a red nose day. Yeah. Trying to raise fifty quid from people giving me donations. How many cans of beans do you think? That you can is? throw tomatoes at me. Oh gosh. Anyway. That type of thing would happen at schools. Yes. It'd be like yes, it would. the most hated teacher. You can come and throw yeah. sponges at him for sponges? 50p. Wet sponges? Because that would hurt. Soaked in vinegar. Yeah. No one. Hot take. Vinegar as an abomination should not exist. I don't really like vinegar. Like, oh, I could just taste vinegar at the back of my throat. That's not what a boy wants to hear. It's like when someone says salt and vinegar crisps, I can taste them. Okay. And now she yawns. That was coupled with, like, the feeling at the back of my throat, and then I had to yawn. I'm really having to exercise exquisite restraint not to make some jokes here. Vinegar on fish is nice. No. Battered no, no. fish. No, no. Yes, yes. <laughs> anyway. Remember that 50-pound poppies that we had? Yeah. We it talked. was okay. It wasn't worth 50 pounds. We didn't eat it all. No, we didn't. It was worth... And then we were shamed. We were shamed. We were mocked and ridiculed. We were. And jested upon. Okay, continue. Give me the... Okay, so this one I'm kind of looking forward to. Although my excitement has been ratcheted down a level based on something I found out just today. So they're making a movie based on The Division. Jessica Chastain and Jake Gyllenhaal... Whoa. Assigned on to play. That's some heavy hitters right there. Jake Gyllenhaal is... I feel like I'll watch him in anything. Are you crushing on him? He could make a... I, oh, I definitely have a crush on Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. He could make a six-hour instructional YouTube video... Same. ...about how to repair washing machines. And I'd watch it on repeat. That's how I feel as well. At, at 0.75 speed. I need him to make more movies. Yes, I agree. I feel like he's not in enough movies. And then he turns up in Velvet Buzzsaw... I'm very excited to see him in Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. 
That's interesting. I don't know if his character's meant to be, like, inherently evil. I, I think that's I a fake like out. I feel like at some point they team I up. think he's presented as a villain, and then he turns out to be kind of... Neutral. New, yeah, kind of Cent- a maverick, but ultimately on the side of good. You might say he's a centrist. <laughs> I, what a weird way to put it, but okay. <laughs> I think just based on the trailers, that's the vibe I'm getting from it. Because they always give too much. As we've talked about many times, and everyone knows, they give way too much away in the trailers. (laughs) Anyway. Luckily, I've only seen the trailer once and my memory's not great. That's true. You have the benefit of (laughs) still alicism. Still alicism. Still alicism. You have the benefit of still alicism. Pretty much. Okay. I love the first Division game. Yes. I love I it so this. much. It's set in New York City. It's snowy. It's moody. It's atmospheric. It's just I love it so much. I love I also love the the way that the characters look. They have a very unique kind of they've got these backpacks on and they've got straps everywhere and they've got multiple holsters and they've got yeah. things hanging off them. But they're just dressed like normal people. They're not dressed like some kind of special forces commandos. They're just wearing jeans and like a hoodie and some graphic t-shirt. It has such a, a unique, cool, down-to-earth look to it. And that combined with the fact that it's set in NYC, I... I really think this could be a cool movie. That is, I do too. until I found out today that it's going straight to Netflix. Yeah, you have not enjoyed almost any Netflix movies. I've realised at first they kind of pulled the the wall over my eyes, and I thought, oh, they're getting good like theatrical releases. They're they're poaching them and taking them to their own platform as kind of a win, a boon. But then, slowly but slowly, I realised if a, if a big AAA movie, quote-unquote, or seemingly, ends up in Netflix's net, that means it's not very good. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. Obviously, Netflix for series is... Of course. Series is series I? Oh, series. you're trying to f- say the plural? Is it series is? Series is, yeah. Weird. Um, Netflix for TV shows <laughs> uh, is very good. Of course. I'm not, I'm very unsure as to why they're kind of hit and miss with movies. Because the only ones they get are the ones that are afraid of no. how they'll be received at the theatres. No, they have won like some really big movies, but yet. Also, actually, I probably can't say very much on this because I haven't actually watched that many Netflix movies. Sure. I watched movies on Netflix, but not Netflix movies. We've watched a few. Which ones? Just the Scotland one and then... The Velvet Buzzsaw. Velvet Buzzsaw. We've seen a couple over over the years. Oh, recently I watched... What the fuck is it called? It's a rom-com and it came out like this year or the end of last year. And it's got Gina Rodriguez in it um, from... From Firefly? From, no, from Jane the Virgin. Oh, who am I thinking of? You're thinking of... Isn't she also... Gina Lo- Torres. Gina Torres, yeah. Um, and it was actually a really fucking cute right. movie. 
And we need more movies like that, okay. I feel. Cute little rom Netflix have been trying to revive the rom-com because they sure. haven't been good. And I feel like they've had a couple where it's been like, oh, okay, I see you. <laughs> it's good. And then I watched Always Be My Maybe with, you know, the Keanu Reeves I showed oh, okay. you. With Ali Wong and Randall Park. That was a good movie as well. And so I feel like their rom-coms have been good. And I can't think right now any other Netflix movies. They have good documentaries and they have good TV shows. So I think it's a little bit more hit and miss with movies. And that's partly because they can't win the super big movies because they will go to theatre. But I think, again, with the more streaming services, you're just going to continue to get more and more movies. And so hopefully... You know, but for you, it's just like, no, they're kind of nearly all shit. No, I'm not even saying they're bad. I'm not saying they're getting the absolute dreck. You did just say that. No, what I'm saying is they get movies that you think are going to be really good and could have done really well in cinemas. And then you watch them and you realize, oh, this is just kind of (laughs) okay-ish. Like the... What was the Chris Pine Scottish? Yeah, the Scottish one. Period piece. I don't remember. I want to say the Last Kingdom, but I don't remember. The Last way. King of Scotland, or something yeah. like that. Anyway, that was fine, but I could tell why Netflix got it instead of theaters. It's because it was kind of disappointing. It was okay. In what way? <laughs> it I wasn't like great. Shit out. Remember oh, we yeah, we, read that they we actually found did. out they cut out like forty-five minutes of yeah. important stuff, which never helped. They cut out him meeting with. Christopher. And why are you cutting stuff out on Netflix? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. I think people need to realize that people will watch long movies. Yeah. What's the problem? I know. I if I'm going to sit down for two hours, I won't sit down for three hours. What? Yeah. Or two and a half. Uh, Sometimes yeah. a movie would be made so much better with just an extra 20 minutes. Yes, absolutely. And yet they won't, they just refuse. The difference is as well, in theatres, there's the whole, if you get up to pee, you're going to miss part of the movie. Mm. On Netflix, you can pause it. Yeah. You can watch the second half of it the next day. You can do whatever you want. There's no reason not to have a full, include everything that needs to be included, a full-length movie. I mean, obviously, some people are intimidated 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 by the length, or they think, oh, I don't want to watch. Because there is that weird section of people who are like, this is too long. And I've never understood it. I've just never understood it. But I feel like it's a small section of people. Because I think if someone really wants to see something, they will see it. Yeah. And talking of Netflix, in fact, I want to believe this, the Division movie will be good. I have high hopes for it. And I'm, I love the first game so much. I mean, I could go into why I'm not a huge fan of the second game. It was fine, but just insanely unambitious let's just say but the first game i really fell in love with a lot you did i remember and i feel like i'm such an easy mark for this film it only has to do like a real minimum (laughs) to get me but even still i'm worried plus it has jakey g i know i that's so we're definitely gonna watch oh we're definitely watching it i just don't i'm cautiously optimistic but i've been hurt before you have been hurt before talking of netflix Okay. They are, of course, also putting out a The Witcher TV series. Oh, yeah. With Henry Cavill or Cavill. Cavill. Like the cavalry? Yeah. That's what he calls his dick? Probably. 
because it's long, wide, and comes in at the exact right time. Mm-hmm. When you need it, when you're in desperate straits. When you're in dire straits. When you're in dry straits. Okay. What is wrong with you? Yeah, I don't... Nothing is really known about this show. Hot take. <laughs> I'm not, like, that keen on Henry Cavill. Okay. There's nothing wrong with him, but I feel like people love him. He's a bit generic hunk. He's a bit like cardboard. It's not- harsh. I mean, in the sense that, like, there's just something very dull. Okay. Do you know what? Actually, I don't think he's dull. Superman is dull. Yes, everyone knows this. And that's really the only... I saw him in that um, Mission Impossible movie. Right. And then apart from that, I haven't seen him in anything. Right. So, as Superman is just a dull dullard. <laughs> and so that's, for me, translating as Henry your Cavill. Opinion. Being yeah. dull, but I don't think that's true. So hopefully it'll be good. I think he's he's gonna look because he's big yes. dude. Also, Geralt doesn't really require very much from you as an actor. He's kind of a bit like is he like gruff? Yeah, he is like just like stoic, gruff. Keeps like, to himself. Yeah. Kind of mutters these philosophical musings about the. The the darkness, the yeah. pessimism of the world, and just kind of grunts. He's just like brooding loner who gets the job done, who can really handle himself in a sword fight. I think Henry Cavill can do that, but I I don't know how I feel about it being a TV series. I, I, yeah, that's a strange choice in my mind. No, I think it's good because I feel like there have been some instances where. Things are movies, and we're watching the trailer, and I'm like, this is a movie? Yeah. There's so much they're trying to do in this we-can't-go-over-two-hours movie, where it's like, you could have just done an eight-episode show, and it would have been so much better. Right. And I feel like more scripts need to think like that. Especially seeing as though TV now more than ever is like, just excellent. And think of all the big names that once were like, no, TV. But they're like doing TV now. They all come crawling back yeah. to Netflix. So it's, you know, it's right. Yeah. I just worry it will feel like a really low budget Game of Thrones. Yeah, I don't think it's going to quite have that budget. But Netflix, I've watched quite a lot of Netflix TV shows and they do have, like, a budget. Right. It's not, like, some shitty fucking... I don't want to shit on... Hulu. ...a network. No, Hulu's <laughs> not shitty. No, they're not. That's true. They have a few big You're shows. You're thinking of something like, I don't know... I can't even think what's a really low-tier streaming service. Not even streaming service. Yahoo. It's like a net... Like a... Like a network, just like a shitty network. Yeah, I don't like know. The, I was CW, but they have big budgets for the. Okay, budget. let's just move on. <laughs> yeah, let's just go on. Okay, I so I want it to be good because I love The Witcher. I just, I don't know. We'll see. Do you have some examples you'd like to bring up, my yeah. dear? Yeah, just gonna quickly, like you know, Veronica Mars is a show that was cancelled too soon. <laughs> But an example of something that was then continued, like yes. continued on. It got three seasons, which I guess to some people is probably not 
that short. But considering like Buffy, one of my favorite shows, got seven seasons. Right. You want you think three seasons felt too early, especially because she'd only just got to college. And the type of show that it was would have survived college because a lot of times teen shows once they get to college they die. Do you know what I mean? They don't survive the co- the dreaded college years. Sure. And that's why some shows skipped over college. They jump ahead in time. So, but she was, she, it had the highest ratings in season three. It got cancelled for like a dumb reason. I'm not really sure what, but it had the highest ratings. So, then of course it went away. The marshmallows waited. But the marshmallows waited, and we waited, and then eventually it was resuscitated. They did a Kickstarter to do a movie, as you do, as you do. The Zach Braff, and the movie was really good. And that was in two thousand and fourteen, and now they're having like a revival or like a sequel on Hulu. Eight episodes. It's going to be a TV show. So it's going to go back to its like original form. Right. The movie was good, but it was too short. It was less than two hours. Right. Um, so it just kind of left you wanting more. Especially because the show was just so good at having... It had kind of like that crime of the week that she had to okay. solve. But it had at least one overarching story that she had to solve or the whatever. The kind of series-long yeah. arc. And obviously when you do a movie, you lose that. It's just one case or one thing. Um, so I'm glad it's going to get another season. And obviously if that does well, they're going to do more. So isn't I'm this assuming. kind of the ultimate success story? Yes, it is. Right. Obviously we've had to wait. The movie came nine years after the show, Whoa. and then it's been four years or nearly five years since the movie. Yeah. So it's been a fucking while, but we held out. And Christine <laughs> was like, I always knew, like, in the back of my mind that we were going to come back because the fans are just, you know, we're dogged. That's true. So, yeah, so that's one of my... One of my faves. I don't know why this just reminds... I d- it just came into my brain completely randomly. But... And I feel like it has to be said. Okay. Going back to the Uncharted movie. Yeah. This is totally apropos of nothing. It's fine. Do you know who I read originally was going to be cast in it? Who? Mark Wahlberg as Nathan Drake. Oh, yeah. You know... I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. It could work. Yeah. But do you know who was cast as the bad guys? Who? Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci, however you say his name. This is a different tone. What a strange casting choice. Because obviously it's kind of Indiana jones but with like mobsters. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, he does kind of tangle what with the it? criminal underworld in yeah. the games. But the fact that he like goes to crazy like locations and stuff. The villain... In Uncharted 3, already looks so much like Helen Mirren that they could have easily just used her and cast that obvious lookalike. She does look like her. And you know what it's making me think of? Helen Mirren in Fast and the Furious. Is it Fast and the Furious? Where she plays Jason Statham's mom or something? Oh, she does kind of play the same character. Yes, it's the same woman. Who would you cast as Sully 
Now that I think about That's it. That's tough. Tom Cruise, no. if he packed on the pounds. No, you're bit, going off of him in Sully. A little bit robust, a little bit Ruben-esque. No, he needs to be like 20 years younger. 20 years younger? He needs younger. to be like 58 or something. I Tom Hanks is like in his 60s, Yeah, right? but Tom, <laughs> he has to be 58. He's in his <laughs> 60s, you're right. No, but Tom Hanks is like a granddad, whereas like Sully is just like an... Like a dad, like an older okay, guy. Yeah, you know. But to Tom be honest, Hanks is not really like a granddad, but he's not the right type. Are you going to be mad if they cast Tom Hanks as anything in any movie? No, but he needs to be able to like swing from shit. He <laughs> follows Nathan Drake but through he's, the fucking jungle. He's mostly cigar champion and taking the easy road around these obstacles. Who can we? Who can we? Who can we? Who can we? I feel like it's got to be like a character actor that we don't know the name of, but shows up in loads yes. of stuff. And can swing from shit. And I feel like you what could almost I... cast anyone as Elena. <sighs> of Ooh, course what... you would say Talking that. of which, what about Kristen Bell? You could just, yeah, you could cast the person that plays her. Because the person, she does, yeah. the person that does her voice looks like her in the video game. Like they're giving her likeness. Right. And you could just cast her. I forget her name, unfortunately. Yeah, it's on the tip of my tongue. Something. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. But the thing is, they would want a known actor. For name from Drake, yeah. But not necessarily mm. for her. They might just get like an unknown. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that was just something that popped into my mind because it's so strange to think that Mark Wahlberg could have been uh. at the helm of this video game movie. Yeah, I feel like he crazy. doesn't quite have... Nathan Drake is a bit kind of... What's the word? It's not slender, but he's not burly. He's not muscular. But, but he's Mark... kind of just like an everyman who can throw a punch and shoot a gun. Yeah. Whereas Mark Wahlberg is like... He's big. Not in all his movies he's not, though. Mm. He goes up and down for certain roles. He's been leaner in some some roles, like that one where he's a gambling addict or whatever, and a teacher. He's like leaner in that. I don't remember. And that. His hair's kind of floppier, and yeah, I don't know. I do, when I think of him, I think of he's kind of wide, like he's got a big frame. Nathan Drake has some good shoulders on him, though. <laughs> I've always said that. Okay, I really like his outfit. Yeah, the like Henny's <laughs> type T-shirt or whatever. <laughs> And his, whatever. Okay, let's go back. His boots. Sex boots is what they are. I guess. You've got sex boots. Uh, all right. <laughs> what do you want? Can you go and do your next thing? I don't really have a next thing. I have a couple of shorties. Okay, roll through the shorties. Most people wouldn't say that Angel... Uh, Angel? <laughs> the Angel got cancelled, but it did. And even though it had five seasons, it was like a fuck you. But do you want a revival now? Or do you just wish it had carried on? The reason why it sucked so much as well is because Joss had had Firefly cancelled. First name basis. Yeah, of course. And he had said to this, because it was the same TV network, like basically don't fuck me. I'm going to stay with you for Angel, but don't fuck me this time. And then for season six, he was like coming to the end of season five and he was like, I need to know 
because I need this is a show where I'm gonna have to give it a proper ending. So tell me early, because he basically forced them to tell him early. They cancelled it, and that was the only reason they cancelled it. Wow! If he'd have waited, they would have picked them up. That's like a known thing. Interesting. So it just sucks, and it's weird. The, the ending was another one where it was kind of polarizing because we did get a proper ending, but to some people it was like, no, whoa. It was a bit of a fade to black situation Ooh. where it's the fucking apocalypse, as you do. Spoilers. And they fight a little bit. They each have their like own jobs to do, as it were. Okay. And they're like, once you've done this, we meet in the alley or whatever and some of them don't show up because they die they've died and some of them are like dying they're like being stabbed Expiring. or whatever and angel's kind of like are you ready for this kind of thing and you see the sky like ripping open because the universe like the um the like other dimensions are like ripping through and stuff and angel's just like Let's go to work. And then it ends. And so in my mind, it's like a perfect ending. But at the same time, like a lot of people are like, no, we have to know what happens. And that's it. It's kind of an abrupt way to finish it. Yeah. But how else were they going to end it? You know, Angel all of a sudden what? Wins. It's got (laughs) to be a fight. It's not like with Buffy where she can essentially get out if she needs to. He's going to be a vampire forever, and he doesn't have Buffy by his side. Cordelia's dead. It's like the only way he can continue is fighting or dying. And I don't want an ending where it's like Angel's dead now. So this was, in a way, the perfect ending. Do you prefer the cliffhanger? Yeah, I kind of do. It works really well. And their thing has always been, let's go to work, let's do this. That was kind of like a bit of like the... unsaid like tagline almost and so his final words being like let's go to work kind of thing at least that was a planned ending it's not like with firefly the last episode is this really weird standalone story where this i don't know what he is he's kind of like a crook or burglar he breaks onto their ship and he's kind of sneaking around while they're all asleep. It's a quite a dark episode. He threatens to rape someone. Oh my God. And then it ends with him being ejected into space. And it's like completely unrelated to the rest <laughs> of the show. And if we'd never had Serenity, that would have been how the show ended and it makes no sense. I recently read that when Firefly first aired, they aired the second episode first. Yeah. Why is that? I'd have no idea. So. Who knows? Strange. Behind the scenes shenanigans. Just thinking of that quickly, My So Good Life obviously didn't get a proper ending. Ended with episode 19. But in a way, ends on a really weird, sweet note of like, what the fuck's going to happen now? (laughs) Okay. So it was like a cliffhanger, but not really. It could have almost been new beginnings. Interesting. Because her friendship kind of gets obliterated and her love relationship gets obliterated. Okay. Basically, her friend sleeps with Jordan Catalano. Her Spoilers. best friend. Well, you know, 20 years too late. But, um, <laughs> 25 years. 
Veronica Mars, Moonlight obviously didn't have an ending of any kind because it only got 16 episodes. Veronica Mars didn't also didn't get an ending, but it wasn't too much of a weird, abrupt thing. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. I just have a few more entries on the list. This These are not video game movies. These are just films that have been talked about but may or may not ever happen. Okay. The first one is the proposed Matrix prequel with Michael B. Jordan as a young Morpheus. Oh, yeah. I have to tell you. I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. I like Michael B. Jordan a lot. And if they were going to cast anyone as a young Morpheus, I can see him doing a really fucking stellar job. I don't really think he fits as an actual young Morpheus, but I still think he'd be good. You mean visually? Yeah, like I don't think... Well, Morpheus isn't going to look the same at 24. No, of course he's not. But I don't think he looks like he could be a young Morpheus. But I still think he would do a really good job. I don't like that the Wachowskis wouldn't be involved. Because it is so quintessentially their brainchild. Yeah, it makes no sense. I don't... To be fair, given the movies they've made since The Matrix, I can understand the decision to divorce them but it doesn't sit right with me is that what they've said that they won't move nothing has been said yet this is all kind of rumor and speculation and leaked details but they were apparently would have no part going forward with this it's not a reboot it's kind of just looking at other aspects of the universe and that is what if they were ever going to do any new matrix stuff that is what i would like i would like Stories set before this, the, like this prequel, or maybe after, or maybe alongside, yeah, but like just different from the messianic storyline that we've had in the trilogy. Just show us a different aspect of things. I also like the idea of this Morpheus prequel because you don't have a super powered Neo who can fight 10,000 agents, it would just be yeah. the red pillars fighting as best they can from their underground resistance afraid of any agent they see they have to run they have no real power to resist the machines but their morpheus is searching for the one or maybe he doesn't even know that's going to be yeah, his maybe it's the beginning life's quest of morpheus. i like the idea because it grounds it more and it makes it more kind of gritty i think i have i would not expect myself to be okay yeah, with this either. but i actually strangely am wow. however oppositely jj abrams has recently said that they're planning a real true direct sequel to cloverfield and i don't trust jj abrams one fucking bit <laughs> i'm sorry but you i am up to here with your bullshit with all your fake cloverfield yeah. sequels You've used up any iota of trust you had left in the tank. I don't want you anywhere near this franchise anymore. I'd like you to just sell the rights to someone else, or better yet, just let it go. Just step off, bitch. Because the first film is such a perfect standalone movie, I don't even know what you would do. I don't see Ten Cloverfield Lane as being related. It's not. They don't feel related. They're not not similar. That Cloverfield Paradox, honestly, fuck you. Garbaggio. Garbaggio. Hot garbage in and around my mouth. (laughs) 
That's what that movie was. Why is it going to be right in and around my mouth? Because <laughs> some of it spills. I don't... Are you eating the garbage? No, it's being poured into my mouth by J.J. Abrams. Ew. I'm going to arrest that man. He feels like a hookster at this point. The fact that he truly pulled a bait and switch to get people to go and see yeah. films that are totally unrelated, that's such a shady thing to do to it your is, fans. Yeah. That's just... I don't know what you're thinking. Surely you're credibility is the most important thing to you i know they put like little easter eggs in the other movies barely but ba- yeah i was gonna say barely both it was like an afterthought the second and third cloverfield films in quotation marks had nothing to do with the first one they were completely unrelated scripts that they mm. shoehorned some kind of tenuous connection to the universe into and such different feels yes you'd think if they were related there'd be something in common but there's not yeah so i don't want like trust look forward to this happening if they were going to do anything it has to be cotemporous with the timeline of the first film it has to be set in new york city when clovey first attacks i also feel like it has to be like yeah set Back then, not a different set perspective now in 2019. Of the That's what I would like. Yeah, or directly after when that movie ends. Mm, because New York City has then been dest- spoilers. New York City has then been destroyed. Chloe's I mean, on the rampage. You're basically talking about a Godzilla movie at that point. Are we going to yeah. follow Clovey across just, the continental so you're US? You just want Cloverfield again? Yes, that's what I want. <laughs> What I really want is Cloverfield to not be an hour and a half long. I want yeah. it to be three hours long. I guess, yeah. That's what I want in my heart of hearts. It needs to be fan footage as well. Yes. Because that was so good. But yeah. And I feel like it's been a while since the fan footage era that you could do it. Yeah. But it would still, I was going to say you could do a modern take on it, but it would still be set back then. Yeah, it'd be set back then. Which is good, because I don't really want it to be... Yeah, because if it was set now, things with, like, Instagram and, like, social media People would, would be putting Snapchat filters on Clovey. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want that, and I don't the need that. Filter. And I don't deserve it. The, the little the, tongue coming the little out. little flowers and butterflies, the flower crown. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust you, JJ. That's just the bottom line. You want to first... Um, and it's like an initial basis for them. Yes. Okay. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. Unrelated to anything I've I've said before. We never got a community movie. Hashtag six seasons and a movie. That's where that started, right? With yeah. community. How many seasons did we get? Six, I think. Oh, we did actually get six? I think so, yeah. But no movie. No movie. Do you want a movie? Not now. Especially not now, you know, for basically 100%, several of the characters wouldn't come back. Yeah, that's true. Chevy Chase wouldn't be back. Troy... Chevy Chase wouldn't be welcomed back. No, Troy wouldn't be back. Well, he's he's moved on to bigger and better um, things. I'm not sure Alison Brie would come back. No, I don't think so. Because she's kind of like moved on the... The most in her career, I think. Yeah. No. Out of the ones that are left. (laughs) No? She's doing better than Jeff. She's doing better than Gilly and Jacobs. Okay, let's not play whose career is at its peak right now. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. She's got lots of shit going on. 
I wasn't obviously counting Donald Glover and stuff because he already left. Yes. I meant out of like Jeff. What's Britta? 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 Shirley. Although Shirley's like in stuff as well. They're all, well, I was going to say they're all in stuff, but Abed, I haven't haven't seen seen him him in anything. anything, And he's so good in community. Yeah. He plays such a unique character. Maybe he's just playing, you know, sometimes when a, a person like has only done kind of one thing and they're sort of playing themselves in a weird way i don't and so think they that's now true can't onto, they can't really do anything else i do you think he's like that think so no but yeah there's no way we'd ever get donald glover back probably you're right probably not alison breaver and at that point what's what what's what is point? even the point we did the dean and we just have a movie <laughs> with the dean who doesn't love the dean yeah, I love the Dean. So anyway. Loki fave character. That wraps things up for us. We're at the end. I'm a tired man. You are a tired man. You've slowly melted down I've, into the sofa. <laughs> I've been awake a long time. So we're going to wrap this bad boy up. Wrap it, wrap it, wrap it, wrap we it We hope up. you enjoyed this episode. Enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it. <laughs> Please share it with anyone share else. It, share it, share it, share it. It's like reverb. Please share it with anyone else you think may like it. Like it, like it, like it, like it. New episodes are released about a month. Month and a half, month and a half, <laughs> month and a half. <laughs> be honest to the fans, be honest to the fans, be honest to the fans. First fans, get some fans, fans first fans, get some fans, fans first mark, get some question fans. Mark, question mark. You can find the podcast on iTunes and pretty much all other podcast services. Or you can go to rtappodcast.com, which is A-R-T-A-T podcast.com, which redirects to our SoundCloud page. You can send any feedback or comments to rtappodcast at gmail.com. Send us nice things. Send us gifts from community. Send us gifts from the shop. <laughs> Which one? I don't know. I'm just kidding. Lush? <laughs> what a weird one send to Send Samantha bath bombs. I'd like a bath bomb. Made out of your skin cells. <laughs> 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 that, I feel like that created such a vivid it did. image. It did. It was flaky. Too, it was, it was too much. It was. Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, which really helps podcasts like us. Because we're just little bitty babies. <laughs> we're our that podcast on social media like Twitter and Instagram. Come and follow us. Follow us and love us and like us and touch us. I mean, don't not only with our consent. Yeah, which you don't have. <laughs> That's true. And if you want to find our personal websites, you can find me at ryanfinchwrites.com. And you can find me at samrosie.com. Or if you want to see my YouTubes, just search. Get your YouTubes out for the boys. Just search Sam Rosie. And that's Rosie with an E. So Sam. R-O-S-E-Y. Slight Irish twang to the start of that Arr. word. <laughs> now it's gone piratey. I have the Irish in me, so I'm allowed to do that. You do realise you never did the Australian accent. It's not happening. That's the way to close this out. Stick around for after the music. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. No, we're digging. I like potatoes.
and I like ham and eggs. Do you see how it goes up? I can't say up. I can't say the word up. <laughs> I can only say certain words. Your accent is fundamentally pinned to how, the fact that you go up at the end of words. Do you words. see how it goes up, up at the end of sentences? Sentences. When I think about saying it, I can't say it. But when I just do it. Can you give us I a full it. sentence? Hi, my name is Sam and I like spuds. No. Hi, my name is Sam and I like potatoes. Buy me some potatoes. I'm going to get my trainers and I'm going to go and play tennis. Going to make some pancakes. I'm going to love you. Aussies. (laughs) Five out of ten. I can totally do it better than that. I can. I can, I can, I can. I can. Embarrassing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mean. (laughs) 